It's four nerds save the universe. Well, it's what? actually four nerds microphone? this time. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a we actually have four nerds this time. And we're all going to talk at the same time. All of us. I mean, that's normal. True. It doesn't want to come any closer. And it's also very difficult to avoid talking over each other when you literally can't see each other. Yes. Speed of sound and electricity and internet and all that. So, Bird, how are the babies? Uh, well, good. I have seven. Uh, four of them mine. Three of them, you know, uh, found them. Found them around. Lost and found? I'll take them and, you know... Uh, you know, uh, planning on having like a real big uh, feast in about yeah, the, three the, or four the days. The flavor is good this time of year. Are they fresh. Oh yes, yes, yes. You they, have any um, trouble keeping them off your costume? Uh yeah. I mean, they really like to they they tug at the at the ropes of the luchador mask, uh, quite a bit. Uh, but you know, it, it's kind of cute, right? Like as long as they don't like pull the costume <laughs> off and people can see me, my identity. <laughs> she caught on. <laughs> no, we're struggling with this uh, microphone right now because Wander got these. Uh, They're really nice, but <laughs> Shell doesn't bother to place them in reasonable positions, so she immediately starts shoving the microphone into my arm. We are doing live technical support. <laughs> uh, we just we did ten minutes of that before we started. You had time. I know. I know. I this is normal. You had so okay, much there we time. Go. It shouldn't be normal. That's the problem. <laughs> it's not Tough. fair. I had Deal time. With it. I finally I know. had time. <laughs> you did. Sick and then reference, we, bro. Each of us had a a unique problem that slowed this down. And uh, actually, no, I didn't. Shell did, but whatever. Okay. Dang. Under the bus you go. I was going to say, like, I <laughs> the bus? stop sign out, kids getting on the bus, and shells right underneath it. Check out the hot new record for my personal indie band, uh, uh, Unique Problems. <laughs> uh, kinda. I don't know if that would be an indie band or just kind of like an underground, like, I'm sad and kind of think I can play guitar. I'm, I'm sad, <laughs> so Shoe very, gaze. very sad. <laughs> Shoegaze, yeah, basically, it definitely. Dude, the secret I, was to flood I had a lot the of friends like three that, times. It really helps the delivery. I I had a bunch of friends in college that were all in one singular shoegaze band that would cycle members constantly. Hmm. That's shoegaze. It was, it was I still awful. Don't know what that, I still don't know what that word means. Shoegaze for music. It's just like it, music where you're like staring at your shoes the entire time, and it's could, generally not that yep. great. Wait, what? <laughs> I could figure yeah. out the literal part. <laughs> well, that's I mean, literally that's, it. That's the extent. That's all there is to it. You There's just like, so play the guitar very, very, very like. Da, oh, so it's like da, so damn like. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. They just look at their feet. Shell's headbanging. They're just staring at their feet. <laughs> right, yeah. right, but like, they might sway but the head, a bit. Headbanging would be low enough, so it's like. Ugh. No, there's no headbanging. That's uh, yeah. way too much energy for. Are they days. staring at their feet because there's effect pedals? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Usually, it's very, very heavily affected, and also just like you just play like. Nah, nah, That's a surprisingly nah, nah, interesting nah, nah, reason nah. for it to be called that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is that it, they literally mm. shoot, stare at their shoes because there's pedals everywhere? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's how it started. I thought that people just did it because they didn't want to do a good show. Ironically. Alright. Uh, so the heavy we... use of effects pedals meant the performers were often looking down at their feet during concerts. <laughs> literal Holy crap. Definition time. How many pedals really do they it? have? Did I really call probably it? Probably every pedal. Yeah. I don't even they know what delay, sounds like. Distortion, <laughs> reverb. Uh, chorus, flanger, danger. So it'd be like if someone was working on like a MIDI keyboard, and then it just 
was on the floor? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, I, I so, guess so. Though I'm finding that imagery to be incredibly amusing. <laughs> I'll play the, the piano with my feet. <laughs> I've seen some YouTubers play like all of Super Meat Boy with their feet, and it's really impressive. Yeah. And I would never do that. What? Hey, did we yeah. have topics? I don't actually, remember if we had topics. I was actually going to prompt you to talk about some of the games you've been playing because you're actually playing games for once now that you've escaped your nightmare intern, whatever the jo thing is you do, and you've been it gone for two bad. weeks. <laughs> I mean, like, the real you... reason was because my computer exploded for like yeah. three weeks. Your computer but, uh, exploded, I... you were gone for weeks, and you just got back from your job. Suddenly you're playing games. What's it been like, Birdcatcher? <laughs> oh, it's been amazing, uh, <laughs> Keith, uh, Keith Mitchelson. I mean, oh. uh, we've, we've been having people over okay. here, we've been having people over here, they've been asking me, yeah, Bird, what, what sort of games have you been playing? I thought we were doing a sportscaster thing. And the answer is entirely no. cookie clicker. Oh. He heard you, you were can, playing a team and he so decided excited. to play it himself. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so like all of you, I've just been playing all the artsy ass uh, first-person puzzler exploration-y type of games that are you out mean, right you now. You mean of abduction? I play, I've been playing Abduction. Um, I was playing Valley, which I don't think anybody else has played yet. I'm going to be playing it tonight, probably. Well, I'm just I be hope. Playing it. I'll probably be playing really? it after this as well. Because um, Valley, is... aren't you playing a game from the people that made Valley? Uh, the other Valley game, Stardew Valley. Uh, is it Pan Pan, or wait. it turned out not to be? It oh, you're thinking? Yeah, Pan Pan is not made by the Monument Valley people. Okay. Though it looks very similar. Yeah, I looked it up yeah. in the middle of the video, being like, you know what? <laughs> Let's let's sit down and figure out who these people are. Uh -huh. The answer is they've only made one mobile game before, and uh -huh. it's pretty good. Really short, mm -hmm. though. Like, 60 minutes long short. But yeah, right, at any rate, go. I've been playing Valley, and uh, Valley reminds me a lot of, like, this is very, like, a, an adventure game. Like, there's, um, it kind of reminds me of Journey in that, like, it's all about, like, there's kind of these big levels, and there's these puzzles and stuff like that. Um... Uh, and there's collectibles, but it's a very linear game, so you're just kind of going from, like, objective A to objective B in more or less a straight line. And then there's also, like, right away there's this section where you get, like, um, an exosuit, so you're, like, running through this forest, and you're, like, skating off the ground and stuff like that, while epic, like, orchestral music is playing in the background, like, stuff like that. really feels like Journey. Overall, though... It's a really good experience. Uh, I haven't gotten too deep into it. Maybe about forty-five minutes in, but uh, oh, so you, so you don't know for sure what it's like ultimately. I guess. I mean, it it does feel pretty. But there, there's like a there is an overworldish area I've reached just now. But overall, it does feel kind of like a very adventure game type of thing where you're just going from like how one long have you been other. playing? Uh, about an hour. Okay, because according to most other people I've talked to, it's about five to six hours long. Okay. Yeah, sure. Hmm. It's so, a, it's twenty bucks, so I mean, you get what you pay for in that regard. But so it's, it's, it's so it's kind of like pretty, an open adventure, walk around, and explore game, and not like a linear absolutely. narrative yeah. game or anything. Well, guys, it seems, don't you remember? It's not like a walking simulator. It's not like a <laughs> Gone Home or anything like that. It's more like run very fast, and as far as I can tell, shoot glowy things at trees to make them more glowy. Don't you guys yeah, remember basically. how back in the nineties, video games were twenty dollars? No, uh, they weren't actually. TV show. Mo most games back in the day were actually stupid expensive. Yeah, I, they were. I remember. I remember most of them being between twenty and forty. No, uh, I remember Super most Smash Brothers being Melee was like forty 50. to fifty dollars. Yeah, 
And yeah. this is a ninety dollars, uh, so that's like fifty five dollars now. I want to say consoles have actually gotten cheaper comparatively. Definitely. Like, wasn't the SNES like the SNES was stupid expensive? Uh, I at think it release, was like right? three hundred dollars. <sighs> Maybe let me look it up. SNES price at launch. It was two hundred and fifty dollars. So okay, that's like a new car. Uh, that's not right. That's the NES. The Super NES was two hundred dollars. <laughs> so you're okay. wrong. I feel like you could have bought yeah. like a house at that price in the nineties. Probably. But yeah, oh. doesn't it, doesn't it look like have... most things have doubled though? It looks like it to me from this list. Yes, yeah. I mean that's inflation right there. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I the Sega Saturn was four hundred. That was the one I was thinking of specifically. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No real wonder that thing fell on its face. Speaking of the SNK Neo Geo, six hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, yeah. Whoa, what? What was that? Oh yeah, that thing was insanely expensive. Yeah, uh, the uh, Atari five thousand two hundred was two hundred and seventy. Well, my dad got one of. Maybe he got the two thousand six hundred. I don't even from know way back when. how much that yeah. was. There's a lot of like two hundred B list kind of side three hundred. I was close yeah. to that. Okay, here we go. I have Googled uh, most expensive video game console, and I got a uh, Huffington Post article that says, uh, you won't believe what the most expensive video game console ever is, which is very clickbaity, but it's the SNK Neo Geo. It's probably some special edition thingamajig that was like I think we some lost kind of bird. prototype. What do you mean huh? lost bird? What? Did he just go totally silent on you guys' end? He, he was. Like, he sounded like he was going to finish his sentence and then didn't. Oh, yeah. Did we actually lose the bird? Oh, I what? think we did. All right. Well, oh no! Oh, <laughs> yep. There it goes. Oh. So I think I'm going to finish his point. Back. So I actually found this really nice here, Keith. I'm going to send you the link just in case you want to throw it in the end. It's but just a uh, thing. it's a Kotaku article. Yeah, the Neo Geo, whatever that thing is. Thirty-six years of console prices adjusted for inflation. And so this is adjusted ed- for inflation. Yeah. So like, if this was released now, this is how much they would have charged based on inflation. So the NES would be four hundred and twelve dollars in modern uh, day. Modern money. The Neo Geo, which I brought up earlier, so was six fifty. Would be consoles have been getting uh, more expensive over time than. Uh, uh, actually, well, according to this, with inflation, cheaper, yeah. but only by like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I think part of it is... No, you, uh, no, you guys linked me. You guys just linked me an article where the, all of the old consoles cost like two, like three or four hundred dollars. Right, and the new I, ones yeah, cost four and five hundred dollars. That's uh, what they're quote-unquote modern wait, really? Prices? The original price for the Xbox One was $500? Oh, man, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, all, well, these, they, all these inflated fast. increased prices for old consoles are still more expensive, are, are still less expensive than all of the new You're consoles. Right. You're it's right. The I, uh-huh. it means. I, I'm forgetting about launch prices, because it's actually been so long since the... Uh, in my mind, it's been so long since 2013 that I actually forgot that they launched the, uh, the Xbox One at stupid... Ex- to well, high prices. It's why on like places like Target.com, which I don't think anyone would really buy their consoles from them. I mean, there was that ten percent off thing today. But I uh, I think they actually show the now we're selling it for two whatever. It used to be five hundred. And I go Nah, that's just the common price now because everyone's competing with either Amazon or someone else. Pretty much everyone's cut it 
down to that amount. Yeah, Bird says he just <sighs> lost all, all access to vo- to uh, TeamSpeak. Uh, well, it was sh- sort of like how He's my apparently uploading like couldn't... 12 videos right now, so he probably shouldn't be doing that while trying to do this. Yeah. We've got Bird again. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Now he's going to fuck it up again. <laughs> Next he gets kicked off of Discord, so we have to switch to Skype. <laughs> And then Skype's gonna crash globally, and then we're gonna have to call each other on the Microsoft phone. Microsoft will literally Microsoft. be on fire. Yes, it goes, <laughs> they go bankrupt and explode. No, Bird's computer updates to Windows, uh, updates Windows 10 again and just shuts them out completely. No, God. Y'all are mean as fuck. Don't you love automatic updates? I especially love when they mean. stop you in the middle of the thing you're doing without your permission, as if they don't know you're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I really just like it when there's an update that then proceeds to ruin everything else. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's, yeah. What, yeah. that's what Bird has that's been struggling with. The Bird, his life's mm-hmm. been slowly being ruined for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, for the past twenty years, yeah. <laughs> Before that, he was good. Yeah, <laughs> and pretty much just I, I was having rainbows. a real great time in kindergarten. He had shit that really figured out when he was six. <laughs> then he hit seven, and it's just like, no. Just then, then he was into just orange juice, and his life was turned upside down. <laughs> oh, no! Orange juice and pixie sticks. Ugh. Those oh, were bad God. years. That's, combining those two things sounds disgusting. It is... Well, I mean, it depends on the pixie sticks. If you get the orange ones, I mean, they, I mean, it's like the same thing. It's just... Yeah. Ew. Yeah. All right. So, what was being discussed? Go ahead and do we a quick talking wrap about up again. You were talking about Valley. You were talking about Valley. That's and all then, I remember. And then I mentioned that I brought up a Huffington Post article that said that the. Uh, oh right, right. We were talking yeah. about game consoles. So Keith actually brought up the point that uh, modern consoles are kind of more expensive because the Xbox One was five hundred at launch and the PS4 was four hundred. See, he does yeah. have a good point there. Um, the SNK and Neo Geo, when adjusted for inflation, cost twelve. Hundred. So all the failed yeah. platforms were too expensive. Surprise! Yeah, were. very true. I wonder, what, I wonder why that happened. Except for the <laughs> Dreamcast, they... the the Dreamcast was actually priced really reasonably comparatively. Yeah, but it well, was what the they Dreamcast. were trying to do was they were probably trying to recoup the lo- uh, the investment and make a profit on the console sale, which is not how consoles work. They mm-hmm. make all their money from accessories and from video game licenses. Rather, it's than not how that. consoles work the unless you're Nintendo. Hardware. Well, yeah, because true. they sell. Really, really, really underpowered stuff for yep. very cheap, and then to have really, really strong first party stuff that you can only play off of their things. So mm-hmm. that's their model, but not everyone could be Nintendo, unfortunately. If I could be Nintendo now, then that would be amazing. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Hasn't Bird. It's a mistake. Well so far. Is it, though? I don't know. Well, there you go. Yeah. You'll yeah. just get a bunch of dumb memes about you, I guess. There already are some pretty dumb memes about me. I am a meme. At any rate, uh, yeah. So Valley's great. A plus plus. Aside from that, I've been playing the same. I've been playing Abduction, which everyone here has been playing. So, oh yeah, uh, and Scrap Mechanic and Space Engineers and we should probably Space Engineers to, to Abduction already. Yeah, we might as well just give that a go. Might as well. So the creators yep. of Mist, Cyan Studios, Cyan something, uh, they went on and Cyan made worlds. Cyan worlds. worlds. That's that, uh-huh. that's fitting enough, actually. Uh, they yep. made a new game, Abduction. What they they haven't made a single game for like 
15 years or something, years. right? Like, it's been yep. an eternity. Even well, yeah, what they've been doing is they've been uh, re-releasing more and more HD versions of Mist. The original right. Mist, like, on the DS, on this, on that. And yeah. I think they made Riven available and Uru with that one package on Steam with along with the Mist. But uh-huh. I don't really like that version of Mist because it's... It allows you to walk around and it's all 360E. And I'm like, no, I'm used to the original one that yeah, came the, out the real in 1993. Shell was trying to convince me to do click to move for um, oh, no. oh. for abduction. <laughs> that got Pulse shut down no. quick. That Pulse got shut down so no. quick. Aww. I found it, be it so helps slow. with the pacing. You know how uh, Wander abduction, runs everywhere. Abduction is such an exploration heavy game, though, that you need that movement speed. Yeah. Like, you need to be sprinting all over the place, because otherwise you're going to be spending, like, twice as long it, it'd doing be almost nothing. Yet, but I've noticed there's a transition type that's supposed to be instant instead of sliding around. Because when I tried I tried using... Uh, huh. I tried switching over to the click-to-move for a moment just to give it a shot, and what you would do is you would just slide uh-huh. around slowly to each thing you clicked on, which were a bunch of set yeah. locations. But you would slide there awkwardly, and then you could move around by... look. You could still look in every direction from there. And it was like it was like oh well that one helped with what I was hoping for because when I saw click to move I was thinking like maybe it would help you face the right direction of what like m- mm-hmm. might be important to help you find stuff like in the old Mist games, but yeah, I, I haven't yeah. tried the instant one yet to see if that is just a teleport where you can still learn around look around or if it'll actually have fixed camera angles because that would yeah, be kind of helpful. In Exile, I think that was the first one where they introduced 360 view. Um, I think Ribbon you could only look around you horizontally but mm-hmm. i remember with uh exile you know point and click whatever and then you stay in a fixed spot but then you can move your camera all over the place and yeah if you want to approach a table you have to be able to with the click function mm-hmm. it just sounds awkward i'm glad they've moved away from those yeah. control schemes but so the- i noticed that you've said though wander that because of it it's more likely that they're sort of alleyways or I, I don't I suppose I shouldn't call them alleys, but there are definitely uh pieces of the trail that are a bit more redundant. I remember in the old Mist games, while there were some scenic things along the path, usually there would only be like one intermediary path or two between getting to a location that actually had something relevant to the puzzles that are around you. There's a lot That's of true. empty yeah. walking space in yeah. Abduction. Like, Mist is pretty puzzle-dense. Abduction is, like, very puzzle-light, actually. I was kind of surprised going into it. I, I was surprised that, I mean, no spoilers, obviously, but later on... Oh, no we spoilers. Were, we were guessing at, like, Probably. how you would I, push I things around. I would because none of us are at the same spot in the game, and it's True. not right, right. But yeah. I, I, we were solving okay, we puzzles without anything. And the laser bit. Mm. And then oh, yeah, we have to stop, because like Bird doesn't hour. know the cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, but we were, we were solving puzzles by guessing, and I'm like, I'm not used to this. Back in... Back in the Mist games, you would either find clues that would key you into what, what you, you did. What do you mean by guessing? Um, like just waving your mouse around at a puzzle thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. So you know, in the Witness, how there was like kind of the setup puzzle the, at like the beginning of an area that kind of sets you up uh-huh. to know what the base mechanic is. Yeah, that doesn't exist in a couple of places for abduction. Like the 
the third zone you go to has this one type of puzzle that kind of looks like a witness puzzle. And so I was trying to solve it like a witness puzzle because I didn't know what I was doing. And we had seen a clue earlier and we were trying to apply that over. We were trying to use that And then that eventually code. <laughs> I just started just clicking randomly and I got, I solved the puzzle and I have no idea how. And then I got to another one and I just started clicking randomly and I solved the puzzle. And I couldn't figure out how or why. And then we stopped, hmm. but I'm kind of afraid to go back because so uh, I don't that's think I'm as far as you guys are in the game yeah. yet at all. Because I, I I definitely don't think I've reached a third area or anything. But so yeah. far, I don't think I've really guessed at a puzzle. There aren't a whole lot of puzzles but to guess a on, lot of though. Puzzles which is either nice. a lot of it's been push this lever. Yeah, uh, it's been a lot of this like, machine, but it's not activating it with any type of code it's just clicking on it and yeah it's like mist had a ton of like balancing puzzles and logic puzzles and stuff like that this one's more like find the lever to get the next thing to work and then move to that thing and get get that to work and so on and so forth um the most puzzly bit is just finding out where to go next honestly uh which i again find really confusing because it's kind of the exact opposite of what i expected huh. mm -hmm. um, which is yeah. why we ended up arguing a lot the first episode yeah. <laughs> because I was like, "Look at this! Look at that!" We Shell have to was looking things. for clues. She she had me walk backwards to a cinder block to check it out because it was shiny. Oh yeah, um, I took a picture of a backgammon table because I thought that maybe the orientation of the of the pieces might somehow play into something. Might have later. meant something. <laughs> something <laughs> that makes total sense, right? Especially yeah. Yeah. Like, and to be that, fair, there's definitely been environmental stuff that is the key to solving a puzzle and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was just it was just not someone's random game of a board game. <laughs> So, Shell, we spent a lot of time in that mining town in the very beginning, wandering around looking at stuff, trying to figure out where to go next, because we wanted to be thorough about it, and Shell's having me look for mm -hmm. clues constantly, and I'm like, no, we just got to keep moving on, because, like, this stuff is meaningless. There's, there's I, nothing I happening around like here. I don't like that. I don't like you discounting something as mm -hmm. being meaningless, but because it, was, it might not it all was. Be. It was... It was aggravating. And then the one thing that was meaningless that we missed was just oh, yeah. behind an object that we could have approached from yeah. on the opposite side. So you know how there was like um, pieces of paper uh, yeah. on a table at one point? You could read them and it has kind of like basic lore information on like how does this machine work? Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately you don't need it for puzzle solving except for like one or two tidbits. Well, there was one small scrap of paper with a door code on it. <laughs> that we missed because on the other side of a camcorder and we were standing in such a perfect way that it was totally invisible to us and we moved on without ever seeing it and so like <laughs> two two and a half hours later we were streaming this by this point and somebody's uh -huh. like oh yeah it's just this and i'm like where was this how would how would anybody know this like it made <laughs> sense but it was also like really mind-boggling uh -huh. i'm trying to be vague here because bird doesn't know anything here, about this i was this. trying to say I, hey the code is probably like the date she was born yeah, the date she was abducted we found an the date audio log and shell was just like going through every single irrelevant number trying to like somehow pigeonhole it irrelevant. into the situation <laughs> well but like irrelevant there's, to the there's code, still some which is the point. there's still some undercurrents of of bitterness about this going on apparently <laughs> oh yes. absolutely we've been well, arguing no, about I, this I'm off camera also, i'm also half bitter at the game because uh, yeah, Shell's looking for clues in all of the there aren't clues. I just didn't like it how we picked up a piece of paper that literally told us the number. Yeah. And it she was wants like, to solve a puzzle to get that clue I, I and instead to, they tell I wanted to explicitly. figure it out myself by reading something that was pertinent to the character and deducing mm. the number from that. Um, yeah. It 
Yeah, the, on it's two levels, a... like I, I wish that I had somebody to play it with because it'd be easier to bounce ideas off of people and keep track of stuff with two brains and stuff like that. Because there's moments where I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I think I forgot something, or oh, I'm wandering around now, and like the little moments like that. But I'm definitely on happy the other I'm, hand, I'm definitely happy seems... I'm not streaming. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely have, <laughs> yeah. both because people I mean, will be literally shouting spoilers at me because that's what they do on the comments oh, for these right. kind of types of games. But also, run into that too much. But I have run into some people that are very, very, very helpful. Yeah, helpful. And, and, they yeah. and tell if you, you ignore them, they get very annoyed. They get very, very mad. You're quickly. ignoring them because they yes. want because <laughs> you're trying to play a game that you're playing and not have them yeah. play the game. But uh, at the same time, uh, I would I would be super self conscious about how much time. I'm spending not knowing what to do if I was watching uh-huh. if people were watching it live and that would just make yeah. my me feel worse about the game in general and that would just make everything yeah. like like I watched uh like previously recorded the people that are the gaming branch of Red Letter Media uh uh-huh. they were live streaming uh The Witness and mm-hmm. one of them was super not into it cuz they're just like an action gamer basically but the other one was like kind of intrigued by it but but they kept reading like stream tips talking about how shit the game was and how bored they are and stuff like that and you could just watch the one person that was kind of interested in the game slowly Lose melt it. down and yeah. slowly like <laughs> like they you can watch, you can watch their opinion of the game shift over time based on the the setting in which he was playing it and it's like it was actually like really sad <laughs> cuz it's like oh he might have liked this if he was alone in a quiet room playing it but like every the constant rush of like getting stuck and then being watched while you're getting stuck and everyone knowing you're stuck and and also having people that are bored be weirdly present all the time about how bored they are instead of just doing something else with their time like oh it, man I'm so happy they don't stream puzzle games we only streamed it once right most other times like the other episodes we've recorded it on our own well we've only we only did two sessions two two hour sessions um for the game honestly I, I guess from my perspective, and this is, I think, more telling for my channel, but it was just a lot of people being like, what game is this? Play Scrap Mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. But, you'll you'll like, never escape two, that. I've seen people pl- tell you to play Scrap Mechanic when you're playing Scrap Mechanic. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, or, or play more Scrap Mechanic uh, yeah. on my daily Scrap Mechanic video that's half an hour long. It's like, I, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to. Dude, they just, they but, just um, watch it upload like five hours of scrap mechanic I, a day so that they can watch it from the minute they get home from school to the moment they go to bed. I will admit, uh, from the perspective of uh, streaming abduction, most of the people that were trying to be helpful on my end uh, that, you know, I did see were actually trying to be very vague with their hints. You know, they weren't trying to just be like, oh yeah, it's this. Like, the one person That's that told good. me the door, door code was like, you should know this already. Here it is. And I was like, uh, okay, where is it? And I was like, Oh, oh! I feel real dumb right now. <laughs> I mean, that's really good that they're very, being very patient and trying not to ruin your experience. But I will admit that's kind of the uh, the exception because I remember. Yeah, I was going to okay. say you're not going to like that all the people. time, though. Oh yeah, when we were ex- playing it's, a... it's an exploration game, and I think that's part of the surprise twist here for some people is that they're exp- they're exp- like expecting explicit puzzles, but some of it is actually mm-hmm. the puzzle Walking is kind around. of this Metroidvania yeah. style like keep poking at these different directions and unlocking mm-hmm. all these different pathways that make all these things loop together and almost like a Dark Souls like level exploration sort of way like oh, it's, it I is, feel like it I'm playing Dark Souls sometimes it actually I would say it's it, if if you added a bunch of Dark Souls monsters I would say this would be yeah. actually a pretty good setting for it in a way I mean um, I've only been on there's two a western I've only been in two worlds <laughs> so far but but these first two worlds in both cases like I'm it's a uh, they're, they're circles 
And yeah. Yeah. Yep. if you feel super limited where you can go, but then you keep finding alternate ways to get around, especially when you get new ways of getting around in the first place, like before long uh -huh. you're coming around and you're like, oh, you're, you're opening, the, you suddenly you're opening a door from behind that led to the place you were at, and this whole place starts feeling yep. smaller as it all winds oh, yeah. together into this ball of That's yarn instead of separate cool. slices. And I, lo it I is, love that. It is really I'm looking nice. forward to that experience. The, oh, the yeah. second world uh, has these like gondolas. And I'm like, I really want to ride them, but I have no use for them because I don't need these shortcuts. But I guess I'll just kind of turn them on and walk away. Oh yeah, like it's, like, it's, <laughs> like it's a slight mind blow moment the first time, like uh, the first world is like divided straight down the center by a wall very clearly, and you uh -huh. get past it by that water gate. Like that's the very first puzzle of the entire game, and yep. I think like the first mm -hmm. kind of mind blow that kind of sets up how the entire world's exploration works is the first time you come back from the other side to the first side but not the way you got there in the first place yes. and you're like oh oh look at I'm this i'm over here now like that yeah. kind of stuff like <laughs> that, that, then that keeps happening over and over again throughout the game so like the exploration in itself has kind of become the puzzle this time around yeah as opposed to witness yeah, like, like puzzle panels uh -huh. or what i've seen of I, mist where like yeah you're like doing weights I and am... comparing them and stuff i'm okay with it like i like the exploration i just it's one of those where I wish I had known that the exploration was the focus this time instead of puzzles, because mm -hmm. I really was going into this with a, uh, the expectation of, like, crazy puzzles all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a wander around, look at stuff, find find your way, find the path. And the worlds and are cool so well-crafted, too, where you they get, are. like, this They're feeling really of, like, pretty. you can see how it all works and it's put together mm -hmm. and why it exists, and it's not just random wallpaper everywhere. Like, it's so perfectly crafted in a cool way that's really fun to walk around in. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, one complaint I, I've thought of, like, I've kind of had critiques. I hate the fact that the photograph button is spacebar, because I keep trying to jump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> over, Do you like, get a small... little bit of lag when you hit the, when you try to take a picture or something, oh, too? Oh, yeah, it totally, like, just takes my game down for a second or two. Um, that's so frustrating. It is I'm really glad it happens other people. I'll, Which like, I, get stuck on something and just instinctively jump, and then my and, game's frozen, and I'm like, yeah. oh. That actually brings into what I was wanted to bring into next, is, like, the the game, unfortunately, has, like, technical problems across the board. Yeah. Uh, not only yeah. does the, the photo-taking uh, thing, like, sometimes lock up your game for a moment, I think sometimes because it might be trying to wake up a hard drive or something. But, the uh, it's something really stuff. weird about that. But, but yeah. have, you guys, have you guys deleted photos yet? No. no. Don't. However, I, Don't I do have photos. a number of, Wait, well, I do have a number of photos photo. that are just corrupted. Like, they just never took properly, so oh. switch over to taking also, screenshots. Also, we noticed no, at one no, point when we were If you delete your photos, what I've found is that they don't get deleted correctly. So it'll sometimes delete the wrong photo, and, like, you'll click on a... And then once you delete a few photos, like, you'll click on an, a thumbnail of a picture, and it'll open a different photo. A different picture. And you'll oh, actually realize you literally... Bad. Like, you can't even open the right photos anymore. So, like, I take pictures of codes and stuff like that, and I'm like, I can't... I gotta walk back now, or in my case, sometimes That's I, I really, bring... really strange. Yeah, sometimes uh, they I'll must up... be doing something very odd under the hood. Yeah. Like, Another thing up... we noticed is uh, when we flip through notebooks and stuff, we have a black bar on the oh, bottom yeah. of the pages. Yeah, some of the textures are broken. <laughs> so you know those like notes huh. that you'll read? Just the bottom huh. inch is just blacked out. It looks like somebody censored it. But we went back to some <laughs> of my old screenshots. And they yeah. weren't censored, so apparently the second time we loaded the game up, the textures got corrupted somehow, and so there... It, we missed sentences It was one talking about uh, language. Uh, uh -huh. I'm not going to get too much further into it. I wonder if it's like a translation problem, because like the game, you can change the language of the game, 
and all the pa- all the different pages around you will change language right out right it's, around the it's pages. It's not translation though, cool. because it's it's just straight up a black bar that goes over everything, and it includes diagrams. Like there, do, there don't even need to be words on the page. Yeah, it'll yeah, still black so it it's out. Like a weird, lo- we weird glitch on the to pile yeah. onto the list. Like, have you had the loading the loading glitch? Uh, For when you're atomized and you come back and it takes a very, very, very long time. Oh no! Trying to open the game. No, it's, it's no. become. No, it's, I heard it's about common that. enough that people are talking about it constantly, and it happens to me every time I play the game now. Which is that when I hit continue or load game, it'll put me on that loading screen where it's the circular loading bar, and you just stay uh, there forever. <laughs> I, I heard about that from Batard. Um, so you get around it by changing YouTuber. your language. But then you have to remember huh. to change your language back because you'll all the notes will be stuck in that language. <laughs> but yeah. but because yeah. the interface has no language on it, you kind of can forget that you changed language in the first place to ch- to get past the loading glitch. That's but bad. The problem is that if you don't change it fast enough, uh, whenever you load in notes, when you walk by them, they load in that language, and changing the Ooh. language won't change the language Ooh. of the note. And so you have to reload your save wow. in the proper language to make the the note change to the proper language after what? you use the language to get around the loading glitch. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of video games tackling an issue such as localization because that's really, really difficult yeah. to do to the extent that they did, where they were modifying like the textures. Oh, oh yeah, pages I, and stuff like that. That's amazing to me. But to yeah, have it, to gotta, know that it create that localization is the source of these glitches where like the game doesn't load is really bizarre. I don't know if it's a yeah. source. I don't know if it's a source of the glitch or just something that somehow triggers the I, glitch fixing. Honestly, uh, yeah, yeah I, of course it could be something like that. All, all I know I is changing the language of... can get, let you skip the loading glitch, which otherwise you could be stuck in. But I don't know if it has to do with it specifically or if that somehow just tangentially fixes something somehow, which is all the more baffling. I kind of mm. want to say the game, like, uh, Cyan Worlds is out of practice. Um, well, they haven't released the game in yeah. nine yeah. years? So, uh, two uh, other not glitches a new one, I've, anyway. The two other issues I've run into is turning around fast tends to make the game shrug mm. real bad. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's loading assets. One of the other things I ran into was, we're, uh, you know the waterfall? I mean, uh, the game, the game, to yeah, the game has house? to be poorly optimized because, like, people are talking about how like, oh, yeah. it, it looks good, but not like staggeringly good, and yeah. people are being blown away by the fact that they can't play it on their game uh, cons- on all their PCs because, like, their asset, like, they like the requirements are like massive. Apparently, they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you get close to a texture, it'll actually load in the HD one as you get closer. Yeah. So there was like uh-huh. a really, really shitty welcome mat that we were looking at. I'm like, that looks <laughs> awful. And then I got up close to it. And I'm like, no, this looks really good. And it's like <laughs> kind of like in-game five feet or something like that pops in a really HD texture. So uh-huh. um, that's the ga- what's the game taking just everybody general down. Has trouble loading things because like mm. when yeah. you first get to every single biome or planet or whatever you want to call them, it like the different, the different settings. <laughs> It's well, awful. yeah, the loading takes forever. But once you're in it, it runs great for that session. But for yeah. future mm-hmm. sessions, you unlock all these pass pa- all these pathways and like shortcuts everywhere, and suddenly it's really easy to get to the opposite side of this of the map. And that's mm-hmm. when the game's like, oh, I wasn't ready to load the stuff this fast, and so you'll like have the experience of like running th- running through a tunnel that you had opened up previously mm-hmm. and having it freeze for a second as it loads the next area because everything behind the tunnel, tunnel yep. wasn't loaded in yep. and that kind of stuff. And like it definitely. Uh, it's definitely not quite working all the time, and if you start if you start loading if you start having to jump between settings to solve a puzzle, then you rapidly it's you're back and forth yeah. over again over again. Not only is it tedious because loading time, but it can actually just crash the game because it just yeah. overloads with trying to load new assets so often. 
So the other one I wanted to mention was uh, they very clearly were making the game in 4x3, and they only switched it to widescreen mm. in the very end. Because, uh, you know, uh, I was mentioning that uh, waterfall. If you go stand next to it, you can actually uh, see. You know how, like, you can see through water in yeah, games? There's a thing where the reflection yeah. doesn't load properly with your FOV. Yeah, so I've yeah. got I've got a fairly normal FOV as far as I'm concerned, and it cuts off at the four by three scale, uh, yeah. which is really oh, funny. weird to yeah. run across. And like it's minor, but it's just like mm -hmm. uh, people are giving me shit for this. But I was like, you know, this is an old developer that hasn't made a game in a while, and they're yeah. definitely leaning heavily on their like you know past yeah. fame. And I mean, Randy hey. Miller is uh, he's almost sixty years old at this point. Yeah. And like, and it's Robin a, is like in her fifties, I think. Yeah, as it's well. a great game. Don't get me wrong, but it's one of those where it's like, you know, this year alone we had. I, I'm going to say No Man's Sky, even though it doesn't really count. Um, but I was thinking specifically Mighty Number no. Nine. You mm -hmm. know, uh, a venerable uh, studio and Wait, widely that, respected. I thought that Rand and Robin were brothers. Uh yeah, they're brothers. I, Did I say wife? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, well, I, no, you said I, oh, she. You said she for Robin. Oh, she. Oh. Sorry, sorry. I meant to say he or something. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, they could be like the Wachowskis or something. I actually, I yeah, have gone my entire life thinking that Robin was um, a woman. Well, so <laughs> Rand Rand played uh, Atris and Akinar, and then Robin played Cirrus or something in the original, uh, and then obviously they got yeah. the actors for it later. Yeah, but, it and, might be flipped, but I think that you're right now that I think about it. Yeah. Right, and uh, yeah, so that we're was pretty cool. But voice I guess they actors? were brothers. Yeah. No, and, actual uh, the, live the, actors. The, 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 the remember, they're live acting. Uh, they were. They, they still have all of the... And also developers. And like, these are the main guys behind Robin, Cyan Worlds Robin and Mist and stuff. did the music for Mist and uh -huh. Ribbon, as far as I remember. Um, yeah. I, I have all the soundtracks, <laughs> well, that's just because I'm a huge Mist fan. Oh, a uh, story from Boston Comic-Con. Uh, a lady was passing by my table, and she was from Italy. And she was dressed up as Yisha from uh, Uru, uh, mm -hmm. one of the later games. And so I go, oh, you're, you're Yisha! And she just was so surprised because, you know, who knows that people are cosplaying as Mist characters? People barely yeah. even know about Mist. Uh, I've so never she played was just enough all... of a previous Mist game to know that they had characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just the first, yeah. Just, the first three I, had... I just didn't play Mist growing up. It's not like it's condescending yep. or anything. I just didn't. I didn't uh, play them. I mean, so, like, that all, game like, came out like what, like four years before you even uh, ninety three. No, no, if you, if you just hop on your grandma's yeah. computer yeah. and start playing Mist for a few minutes, you think the whole series is a bunch of empty rooms with puzzles in them. <laughs> That's just well, the impression you, see, you kind end up of with. Is. My the father had been playing them from the beginning, so yeah. I every subsequent game that came out, he got them, and I would sit next to him at night, and we would play through it until I got to be old enough to play them all on my own, especially the mm -hmm. latter ones. Uh, but it was interesting, so you know, we were talking about mist and such, and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you know, I had made the mist maintainer suit from uh, Uru, and she goes, oh, you're that girl, and you know, we were just talking oh. about my costume. <laughs> Appar cool. Apparently, the famous apparently, mist costumes. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, it's not Word many people do <laughs> uh, do a you know fully lit maintainer suit so they're like oh you should really come to mysterium everyone talks about your costume there and it's just oh, like I have a picture of you now huh huh, huh? i just google uh, image search uru maintainer suit cosplay and there you are 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. First time uh, I ever saw her in leather. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, and now the internet gets to experience it. <laughs> he, he would, I mean, he would it's pretty PC. me about my Samus suits, too, because... I was wearing spandex under those. I mean, so you're this picture of the this character with the helmet with the green eyes. Yes, yeah. yes. It's like four yeah. pictures the together. Yeah, make that mm-hmm. the thumbnail, Keith. What? <laughs> yeah, it'll, be in, well, it'll be in you, the link at the very my, least. If you find my DeviantArt page, which is Keeper of Ages, yeah, yeah, we're there. That that's where my costume is, and I I spent a couple. What was it? Two months on that. Just before the convention, yeah, I'm was, like, I have the materials. I've been wanting to do this for years. I'm I'm gonna make it, and <laughs> I had to use my uncle's and dental tools did. to yep. grind through uh, plastic Christmas balls to get all those orbs. Just so, huh? Okay. What uh, side story? So we've huh. moved into this new apartment, and Michelle wants a Christmas tree, but I said I don't want a Christmas tree. They're big and they're expensive, and they make a mess. So we bought a lava lamp, and we're going to decorate it for Christmas. We bought it today. That's the only reason why <laughs> what, it's really What does decorating a lava lamp have hippie. to do? <laughs> I've never owned a lava lamp, so I'm like, all right, let's do it. What does this have to do about costumes well, and mist? abduction. <laughs> well, yeah. it, well, my costume has something to do with thread. mist, which is tied to, tied yeah. to abduction. I, I don't know so, how many yeah. costs at this point, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apparently I missed Mysterium when it was in Boston, like, a couple years ago, and it was in Salt Lake City this year, and it might be in Europe next year. That's the problem. Mysterium moves around. It just sounds like... It, it sounds like a uh, Cirque du Soleil thing a instead show. of, like... Mysterium. Well, yeah. that's, that's yeah. because no, you're no, thinking of Mysterium. M- I was gonna... Myst- uh, yeah. Mysterium is the... Excuse uh, me, let me go get my snails. I'll gargle them, and maybe we can get get some French going on. <laughs> I, okay. t- I took Carl That's to Taruk. I'm French, I, I, and you're making you're fun not. of my, you're not my French. cuisine. I've never heard you once say anything French. <laughs> I sing It's a Wonderful World in French, translating it on the spot. You can't be Jewish and French. Your antibodies would kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. What? Nah. Your body would, your body would reject it. <laughs> Well, what is everyone's backgrounds like? Can I mean, can you guys list your your ancestry? Know. We are all cripplingly white. We're incredibly uh, white. So many types of yeah. white. Uh, I'm different different varieties of white. There was like a well, weird coincidence where my grand my both of my grandmothers are both one eighth of the same Native American tribe. So there's a weird oh, thing neat. where like. Once uh, you get through my, like, my parents would be, like, 1 16th, but then I guess I would also be 1 16th, because the two mix mathematically, or so, that's, I think, I, th- I think that's how fresh Yeah, I guess work. it would. Okay. But, I guess it would, but, but it'd be different sources, the only, which is really strange. But that's okay. because we're American, and oh, everyone's Native American here, <laughs> a little bit. I, 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 <laughs> I need to talk about coincidences. Because at, so, at some point, Native Americans in the United States just become, like, how, they, when you talk about America. everyone being from Genghis Khan... Eventually, yeah, it's that. Yeah. So, point, it's just like it's just been enough generations that it's just that's just how genes work. <laughs> Keith, I need you to talk to Batbeard again and ask him specifically what tribe he is, you know, part <laughs> of. Because not that's only do you guys true. live in the same town oh, or lived God. in the same town, you might be from the same Indian tribe. I don't know. 
Um, but I, I know, know some, part, so one of the people, kind of one of the people I was playing Warframe with via via Wander. So, so basically, someone that I met, I met Wander. He's an as he's an, like an East Coaster from like Boston or whatever, and I meet him from Let's Play subreddits, and he introduces me to me to somebody to play Warframe with, and we find out later that the person is from my hometown and yes. still lives there. Well, I mean, at this point, you haven't had any interactions with him, but he's like a regular on the like multiplayer dumb stuff that we do every week. Yeah. So. I found him on Facebook, and we have overlapping friends already. <laughs> it's I, really fucking weird. That, that would make me is. very uncomfortable. That sounds pretty strange. Like, people I who mean, have been in the room while we record Let's Plays for Sad Games with Andrew are people on his friends list. <laughs> <laughs> like, that specific of a trans of a like close relation there, it's weirding me out. <laughs> I was telling him he could go find you at some point. He's like, I don't think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> it's a tiny town. It's not a big. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I saw it. You have a very good Taco Bell. We could be. We could be mm -hmm. neighbors for all I know, or could have, could have been. I don't live there I, anymore. Well, I, mm. I used that Taco Bell you took me to as reference because you knew the one I was talking about. I was like, he's like two blocks from there or something like that. Oh. He's like, I know where he lives, but <laughs> it didn't sound like that's necessarily close. <laughs> It's it's yeah. close because it's Vacaville. That town is not large, at all. Every all parts of it are close. I mean, it's called Cowtown. Like so, I li what? I li like I lived on the edge of town, so far on the edge of town that I was in a different school district than the rest of the town. I was in like a weird like Air Force Base mm. school district, mm -hmm. and my <laughs> I, my my you were dad's on the edge of Cowtown. If I wanted to visit my dad at work, I would have to drive to the opposite side of town, which would take ten minutes. So which tribe, <laughs> by the way? I don't remember. It's very important to one of those grandmothers which tribe it is, and they have tons of stuff and paraphernalia and records and stuff. But I've I've just never really cared. Yeah, about the specifics of it, to be honest. I had a girl in high school that was so like super white, like you know Irish, completely can't tan, freckles all over, red hair, and the only thing she was interested in was her Indian heritage, and she was going to go into. Some kind of Indian. Uh, do you mean Indian or Native thing. American? I prefer you Native say one. American. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, she was very into that, and we would not stop making fun of her for that. I mean, it's sort of like how I'm was unhealthily obsessed with my Greek heritage. I, I mean, mean, you can't help it. I'm your nose eight. is insane. Hey, oh. actually, actually, oh. actually oh. because Giving of fuel the aquiline fires, <laughs> because of the aquiline nature of it, actually, it's more on the Italian and British side. Did you say, did but you say alkaline? Whatever, A aquiline. Oh, it means, okay, I'm like it that means, means like rock like I'm like that. That's like yes. a like yes. a rock term. <laughs> yeah, I only know an aquiline nose because people use that in books to describe <laughs> like uh, what's his name, Paul Atreides' dad. Oh, oh Paul Atreides. I was yeah, just, so I was just alkaline, confused because like alkaline is like, like a like a alkaline. Oh yeah, yeah. I have all these chemicals in my nose. No, no, it's <laughs> alkaline. Cocaine. It means you have a strong bridge. So sometimes Please it looks no. like it has an arch or a hook to it. And uh, yeah, I remember you look my like either George Washington or Paul uh, Atreides. <laughs> I, thought, oh, I always thought it was Atreides. Atreides. I, I always know. call Atreides. Yeah. I, I think it, it's a Atreides. I never saw the movie. If I saw the movie, they'd know how to pronounce They're it. They're okay. The first They're, one... The, wasn't that great. 
Well, I, I, I watched it, it for, for about five minutes and was like, ah, I'm it, out. it depends on which one you're watching. If you're watching the really Stewart old one, and the guy who plays Gimli is in yeah, that one. The more recent one, I think, is the better one. The miniseries. I'm was talking it? about the one from the eighties. Yeah, I, I, the miniseries was really good. At least Mer- in my opinion. Do you know what was interesting? The yeah. guy who played Paul Atreides in the 80s version ended up being one of the evil husbands on Desperate Housewives. Wow. Yep. You know, you know I never watched that- Desperate Housewives, but that's... <laughs> I've, I've Kyle was, McLaughlin. I was lost four topics ago, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin was Orson Hodge in Desperate Housewives. <laughs> So God, Keith, he looks not, very, very white. Nineties haircut in this in this headshot. Keith, you were not much of a uh, uh, Dune fan ever. Dune, yeah, Dune. It's a book. Uh, I I got really bored watching the movie at one point. The yeah, that'll happen because that's the movie. Yeah, and that's that's all exposure I have to Dune. Uh-huh. Dune is this the, the one fun... thing that stands as like the one isolated sci-fi thing that my mom knows about and and read. Which so that's the one interesting thing in my life is like, at least it's like I can't. She she doesn't know anything about anything for any topics related <laughs> to any of these things. So having this one weird <laughs> having one weird island of thing that she knows about is kind of interesting. Well, I, I mean, Dune rather... is great. You should read it yeah. at some point. Yeah, the books are really good. The miniseries God, is kind of okay. How many books um, are there? So there's uh, like four good ones, and then yeah. So there's like, like the original trilogy ones. plus like one or two other side books that Frank Herbert yeah. wrote. You then see, he died, and his son took over, and I'm it there. finishes the story in a lot of interesting ways, but not nearly as well. And yeah. it gets kind of weird and fucky because like uh, the main character from the third book, like doesn't die, and it's yeah. like. 20, 100,000 years Idaho later, something becomes, stupid like that. like, the main character or something like that after... What? Duncan? Yeah, yeah so, so Duncan Idaho yeah. is, like, this this mercenary guardsman whatever guy. Well, he used to dies, be uh, the bodyguard and, and weapons master, right? And they resurrect him as a yep. zombie-ish thing. And he, like, rules the universe or something. It's really weird. Wow. Well, what Dun- Duncan Idaho is the right-hand man the entire time. He now, never actually rules. Whatever he's happens the, he's the, the nav- man-at-arms. Yeah. He's sword whatever master. Happened- to the navigators in the Bene Gesserit. Uh, he could, uh, uh, let's see, what's his face? Leto kills them all. Leto kills uh-huh. the navigators and the Bene yep. Gesserit. Everyone of them. Jared, no! <laughs> First the Bene Gesserit, then the Joker. Why do you ruin everything? Go back to uh, playing AIDS patients. You were good in that film. And the interesting thing is, the only <laughs> thing I... Great. Aside from the films, the only thing I ever dealt with extensively with the Dune game was the Dune. Oh, the, well, the Dune series was the Dune 2000 the Dune game. You're like Dune? calls everything video games. It's like, oh no, what was it? It was Keith. Yeah, we're just doing Suicide Squad. Yeah, we're talking about calling. a movie. I called a game on accident. Yeah. There is a Dune game apparently. I just looked that up. It's well, on yeah, Sega. Yeah, it was the first RTS. It was, awesome. it was really good. Yeah. Looks is like it, an RTS. Is it Dune? Yeah, there's yeah, Dune RTS 2000, but I think and... there's also Emperor Battle for Dune. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know if there's I've seen Adventure Game too. Yeah, you see, I, I played Dune 2000, and you could look. choose between three factions uh, the mm. Atreides, the Harkonnen, or the Oh, yeah. Ordo? Yeah. Ordo. Dune, two th- Dune 2000 is based yeah. on Command and Conquer. It's like, same engine. Made by oh. Westwood. Good Westwood. Emperor yeah. Battle for Dune was their, uh, betw- between Red Alert and Red Alert 2. So mm-hmm. before the quality of Red Alert 2, 
Uh, and it was like, I think their first 3D game, also pretty good. Yeah. Writing was really solid. Right, but with Dune 2000, in between all of your missions, you would get cutscenes with your faction. Yeah, And of they course. actually got the, they got the Gimli video. actor to yeah. portray uh, his character. Yeah. And, well, they uh, always get famous actors to do really, really, really yep. terrible jobs. <laughs> actually, I was, I was pretty... I was... Okay, so it was done the, in the Red Alert style too, and Command & Conquer ones were a little campy. Mostly Red oh, Alert yeah, was the campy awful. one. Command and Conquer was kind of like it was trying to be serious. Emperor uh, Battle for Dune was actually pretty serious for the uh like Westwood. Yeah, super serious yeah. for Westwood, you know, not a whole lot of the camp. A lot uh-huh. of like political intrigue and whatever. I mean ultimately it just sets the stage for a mm-hmm. twenty to forty minute mission where you just shoot other people. But mm-hmm. um uh, Emperor Battle for Dune is the one I played. Actually, had a really long branching story, and it kept branching more and more. And I was like, I can't even keep up with this. And then I couldn't play anymore uh, because it was too hard. But I was mm-hmm. also like eight. What well, so was interesting that. was in the third Miss game, Exile. Uh, the guy who ended up later playing Wormtongue in Lord Ooh, of the Rings. Back. Sorry, I'm, I don't know where we are anymore. <laughs> he yeah, he, we, act, he acted as Savedro, the villain in Exile. Okay. How about we just pick a new topic and we don't talk about any of the previous topics? I was just again. saying that I've got a. I think I've got to finish Necroscope before I ever start another sci- large sci-fi universe thing. Uh, oh, what's Necroscope? I've heard of it. Oh, has nobody here done any Necroscope stuff at all? I've never no. heard of Necroscope. It's a pretty no. long uh, series of like horror sci-fi novels that are basically uh, like an attempt at like re- it's sort of like a reinvention of vampires to some extent because instead of it being like a curse or like i don't know it's like, like a any virus side. or a condition kind of it's, thing it's a symbiotic life form that takes over oh, your body by okay. spreading through your nervous system darn Five it books i i'm pushing it's closer sorry. to like 13 books honestly it's just I'm they stop currently developing a sci-fi series, and I was going to have a parasitic organism that oh. endued their people it, with powers. It's, like, it's like, not unique. It's not unique. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a bit later for that. But uh, what's, <laughs> what the necroscope is called necroscope because the protagonist gains the ability to speak to the dead, and that they can hear all of the dead for all, uh-huh. all of time and everything, and communicate with them by like he goes and visits their graves and stuff. But the gimmick oh, here is that people who die. Like, some people just kind of fade away if they didn't have much going on, and they just kind of go to obscurity, and they become, a, like, a, a fog, basically. But, but what? Uh, Do people of, remember like, them? A and... lot of the great minds of history, they uh-huh. keep inventing and keep developing their thing even after death. And so he'll, no. like, he'll go uh-huh. visit the, this grave of Mobius and learn about how <laughs> Mobius basically learned Mobius how to manipulate time and space. And yeah. Like, so, like... The Necroscope series has time travel and teleportation uh-huh. and, like, ESP and, uh, what's that one where you can, like, astral projection along with, like, having uh-huh. werewolves what, and vampires. Okay, I guess the question should be, what can't you do in the world of Necroscope? <laughs> uh, it varies a lot based on person. That's fine. But it'll have, it's a cra- it's the kind of crazy franchise where you'll hear about, like, a character who died but then possesses the body of their newborn, of his newborn son and uses yeah. his powers from that perspective. But then maybe that newborn son is slowly consuming his mind, so his so this this they like the the offspring will eventually have the powers of that person, but the the consciousness of the parent will fade and be suppressed by the growing mind that the body they're trying to inhabit, and like like teleporting to alternate worlds and all this crazy shit happening, and 
There's a one point. There's a whole <laughs> vampire world that's like dominated by vampires, but there's a giant mountain range that blocks out the sun, so they actually have a permanent dwelling space they can go to. And in that mm-hmm. dwelling space, they they use their human slaves not just for uh, for sustenance and stuff like that, or for slaves, but also they literally use their bodies to like do zerg like like body melding and like making structures and beasts out of them and everything. Ew. So like this, it's a it's a crazy fucking universe. <laughs> It's also incredibly violent and incredibly graphic and incredibly. I like, don't think I want to read this one. Actually, <laughs> I've been looking. Speaking I kind of want to read it. It's kind of great. Speaking of crazy babies, sounds hot. That reminds me of a series I read where the babies were already hatched a plan to kill their older sibling after they were born. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're just talking about babies eating each other's the, minds and whatever. Is this so. the asylum ripoff of baby geniuses? <laughs> No, no, this was this was this was the later I one of the later books of the Wayfarer's Redemption Twice. after the main characters finally get married and everything and have their children children and it turns out that some of them, if they're born with more of like the um of there's like a winged people called the Akari, if they're born with a, a certain bloodline, it's like they are born with a fully developed mind. And uh-huh. uh but these ones were telepathic because they were twin siblings, which is a very rare thing. And they, yeah, hmm. it, it was weird. But their parents punished them. That, that's good. <laughs> they, they should have. Yes. All right, we've, we've got to have closing statements on abduction, just like opinions okay, of what we sure. have, because we kind of yeah. drifted oh, off okay. forever. <laughs> and that was originally what uh, we were talking about. Haven't gotten very far into yeah. it, but I like it. Obviously, this isn't final because we have we all, most of us have a long way to go in the game. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's almost impossible yeah. to gauge how much is left because of how mm-hmm. it's not linear it's, at all. It's mm-hmm. also not that long. Like I bet eight hours. Well, what's, what's confusing kind of is that I think thing. I played like twice as long as you, but you're in a different world than I am already. Like that's how weirdly non-linear the progression can be. So it's like a, it's. Do you think you're further hard. than him, or well, do you think you're just in a different world? I think or? we're getting to a new plot point. We've been to the blue rocky so... world and the jungle world, and then yeah, the like starting I've, world. I've been like, I've been like super, I've been super like expanding in like regions that I've already uh, been in because I like to finish everything I can before moving on because I think fi- I'm worried <laughs> I'll forget about stuff. So like, there's uh, an entire planet I literally am trying not to touch, but I've but I've also played yeah. a ton already. So like, it's we decided uh, just to go ahead with it, and so, we're yeah. getting further in the plot. A- after the debacle of me not fully listening to Shell, uh, I've started <laughs> listening to Shell, uh-huh. and now we're moving on from planet to planet a bunch. Oh, <laughs> you guys are growing. The not listening to Your Shell relationship debacle. is getting stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the language. Well, I, I, I found I'm going to call it a debacle. You look at the uh, <laughs> metrics on the video and just, people hate me. Uh, so yeah. I found out what it was. Because I'm not the person at the mouse, if I need to double check something, I have to ask him if I can look at oh, yeah. a table again or something. Oof. And then he goes, no, there was nothing there. And I go, but... I I want to make sure yeah. for myself, and then we get into a little mini so argument. W- we found what? out why though she doesn't notice some of these things. 
She will think and talk about stuff with her eyes closed. No, no, not closed. <laughs> I, or looking I, away from I the monitor. I roll them off to the... Uh, do you ever, when you're thinking, you roll your eyeballs to the I upper mean, left? Really, the biggest thing here is just the fact that when you're in control of the game, you physically turn the camera towards the thing you're looking at, instantly look at it the moment you turn to it, because you're thinking, all your, your hand and your brain are all in sync and everything. I and could be looking at something you, else. And then you immediately move on, but the person that's not playing could be looking at literally everything. So like that, I, I've noticed this because I, I mean, I pay attention to the comments on the Let's Plays and everything, and so I'm well aware of the fact that because people are not playing the game when they're watching me play, uh, they are mm -hmm. actively aware of all sorts of stuff in the peripheral constantly because they don't have to pay that much, much attention. Yeah. But they yeah. can be shockingly oblivious to the actual actions I'm doing at any given moment because of the fact that they're not looking at the exact thing I'm looking at, but super aware of all the things I'm not noticing and stuff like that. Like that's so you by being a second person in the room. It's super hard, hard to follow the exact process of the person playing sometimes, or or if he glances at the table really quick to see if he, there was something there or not, you won't you won't instantly glance at it because you didn't anticipate the camera movement because mm -hmm. you weren't making it. Mm -hmm. But right. you're open to notice a bunch of other things, so it it, it, it starts leading either either yeah. the person playing has to move slower or you have to like have a lot of communication and trust to figure out to, in order to make it work properly because mm. it's it's hard to coordinate uh, that stuff. I asked that if he look at something that. I give him the go-ahead to move on or something, but he's never uh, going to do that. Yeah. That I mean, would also be tedious in its own different way, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I was editing Scrap Mechanic earlier today, and uh, there was this one moment where I thought I got desynced, because yeah. Wanda was like, I'm going to put a tire in front of Batbeard, and, it, and <laughs> let me know if you can see it. And so I was like, in the when I was playing Scrap Mechanic, I was like, I don't see a tire. And then when I was editing it, the tire was in the goddamn middle of the fucking video. Oh, yeah. And I didn't see yeah. it because it was hidden behind a bush. And I was editing, I was like, is that the tire right there? God damn it, that's the tire. Yep. And that happens yeah, they're, they're constantly. They're yeah. Like what, looking at my witness playthrough was an entire chronicle of looking at comments that point at time codes of a audio log being on the floor, and then looking at the video where I look directly at it and don't actually look at it or touch it. Yeah, because the camera yeah. just tilted towards it, but that's not where my okay. eyes were at the moment. But it looks like yeah. I'm looking at it because if you look at a video game footage, you assume the center of the screen is exactly where the eyes so, of the person were and stuff. Exactly, are. Yeah, that's one thing I would like to say. Uh, back to abduction again. I like the fact that there is a linear plot. That actually uh -huh. makes some amount of sense. I was so sick of the weird audio logs in The Witness that didn't seem to have <laughs> anything to do with anything. And I was yeah. just like, the puzzles are cool, the world is pretty, but like, the sense Jonathan of progression Blow. is thrown off because there's nothing. It's just puzzles. Yeah. Jonathan Blow may be a great video game designer, but a writer, he is not. Well, The Witness was weird because it, it's, uh, it, like, it wasn't a story. Like, oh, and, but it and was. It it was and it wasn't, but it doesn't even pretend to be a story. Like, the parts of it that don't feel like a story are literally not a story. They're a uh -huh. thing that exists for a reason. And without getting into spoilers because of how spoilery that element of the game is, like, near the end of the game, mm -hmm. there is parts where you can get a lot of context for what's going on, but that context mm -hmm. itself is not a narrative either, and it's never kind of ever meant to be. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, you, may, you mostly just get an explanation for why the, you get some... You get like it's three... like he's describing why the universe exists rather than like why. Oh no, not even that. Exists. When you finish the witness <laughs> and complete it entirely, you get like eh, like true. three fourths of an explanation of exactly why this what this island is and why it exists. Like that stuff 
That that's the I never got there I guess because I said fuck Hollow the Mountain King. <laughs> yeah. Like you get that explanation, but uh you get that explanation itself, but that that is what it is. That's it. Like the, the there is no great evil. There's no you're not beating the island well, to, I didn't think to there solve would be. something. No, I'm I'm just huh. saying that, like there's I'm just saying that it's it's a thing where the world exists for a reason, but uh -huh. there's no narrative in the game. Like there's not a plot that is developing when you're playing it. It literally doesn't mm -hmm. exist. Is the th is what threw people off in that game pretty hard. I kind of yeah. picked up on it eventually, though. Uh, Hollow of the Mountain King is not a required to figure that out, though. Uh, you get oh, most of the explanation the... once you're at, once you're at this what we'll call the secret area of the game. That place is just filled with audio logs that give you the context of like what why everything exists. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Wander was not. I a guess fan. you gotta go back. You gotta go back and finish <laughs> it, dude. Witness is probably still my favorite game this year. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's hard to compare things to it. It's so good. Looter, Looter Kings, so much better. <laughs> Actually, Keith, we never talked about that. Um, what are we talking about? So, oh, Looter Kings. Looter we played Kings. that. Yeah, yeah. That. That, Unfortunately, oh, that shining paragon of. Okay, yeah. so I actually have something to read. About are they going to make that, that M for mature, or are they going to give so little guys loincloths? Uh, I mean, you don't need ratings on readers. PC games or any games really. Uh, yeah. you need a really? rating. You only need a rating on your video game to put it on in, in a brick and mortar store. Yep, true. So, really? Yeah, because because stores won't won't uh, whoa, whoa, stock unrated games and adult rated before. games, but also who gives I mean, a shit about. Who cares about stores when you're when you're a PC game? Set this but, uh, stage. So it just give matter. people context because we're talking about <laughs> Looter Kings. This is a four-player multiplayer loot grinding type game where you play as four. It almost has like Orcs Must Die controls, where you're playing a third-person camera where you can shoot forward or attack forward and stuff like that. And the four of you go into a lobby of every, and every single room is like a gauntlet where enemies keep ah, spawning. You I mean, need to kill every all of them to move on, and you it's a bunch of randomly locked together rooms, but all the rooms themselves are pretty predetermined as far as I could tell, and. All these different the room the rooms organize themselves randomly in a labyrinth, kind of like Binding of Isaac, where they you, you don't know where the endpoint is, but it's somewhere as so you keep trying doors and everything. Uh, the problem is it's a nightmare because the game itself the difficulties were bugged, so you could not click on streamer mode or normal mode. You can only play no, the they hard just mode. don't have that in the game. They don't. They only yeah. have hard mode. It only had hard game. mode, so that was a nightmare. What's streamer mm. mode? And I don't know. All we know is that there's yeah. a hard mode, and that's the only one you can go on. All the other buttons don't yeah. work. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. So you're stuck on hard mode. Enemies basically two-shot you, but you have to hit them like 10 to 20 times to kill them. Uh, if anybody in your entire party goes down, and no one can use special abilities until that person goes back up Which again. Which are kind of super necessary. Yeah. Like, especially early on, we desperately needed them just to kill a room full of enemies. And so, like, Keith would be caught out in the open and taken down, and then the rest of us are just like... All right, uh, uh, and then we'd yep. probably so, die or something. It's also a melee-heavy game that has no dodge or block, really. You can just sw swing yep. and jump and use your special. It feels like mm -hmm. garbage. Nothing flinches at all when they get hit. Like, it, it's one of those ultimate num It's like one of those games where you just feel yourself trying to attack the, bu the bullet sponge that's just having numbers pop up, but then they just hit you back, and they're way more effective and stuff like that. So it's like the worst combat system ever, really. But what mm. really falls flat is that as a loot grinder game, 
it's hot garbage because none of the enemies drop actual items. They just slowly give you experience and gold, basically, which is the quote-unquote Really loot. slowly. And like, we didn't get a level until we made it to the second level, which yeah. is like 40 minutes in. And, and what leveling <clears> does in this game is every single time you level up, you gain one random item that's added to the store oh, that you God, can buy no. with gold. So you don't uh -huh. even get an item <laughs> for leveling up, and you don't get items from killing people. You get items by buying them at the store, but you have to find the store, which is in a random room of every floor, and you can only mm -hmm. buy from the selection of items that have been made available to you so far from your level grinding, which may or may not be garbage, mm -hmm. and even when you get a second mm -hmm. item, it might be the same slot as the first item, so you still yep. only have one item to pick from. So then mm -hmm. you have to get the gold each time. The ex Your experience level, which only seems to affect the loot that you can buy, is persistent, no matter how many times you die, but your gold resets every single time, and all, all does, so does all your loot. So... If you were leveling up fast in this game, presumably the store would be full of like 20 different items, so then it'd become like a quick like money grind of like everyone, like let's all fight together and survive and get to the store and then buy our like, a, a, like three items to put on our character or something like that. Mm -hmm. But instead, we beat the game with no pants. We all yeah. had like a hat we and a all weapon had... and nothing else. Yep, yeah. And then we ran um... out of game. <laughs> And there were actual slots for other things, but yeah, I had yep. like this shitty hat that gave me like plus one armor, and like Keith and Stainless had really good stuff by the end of it. I don't know mm -hmm. what Batbeard had, but uh, weapon-wise, we only got uh, crossbow. Keith and I got crossbows, yep. and then Batbeard and Stainless got daggers. Um, the crossbows very early on were completely OP because we figured out the easiest way to survive in the game was to stand above the enemies yep. uh, mm -hmm. in places they couldn't, they reach, couldn't reach, and you. we'd shoot them. Yep. And we'd sit there shooting them for, you know, about a minute, clear the room, you know, move on. But it was kind of painfully slow because the enemies are like, we, they we took discovered like this 10 crossbow we were like bolts a, to we shoot. We were in like some bridge level, we're getting obliterated by enemies, and I just panic jumped <laughs> onto a weird pocket of the level. I'm like, oh, they can't come here. Oh, this yeah. is dumb. And so, so the rest like, of us just <laughs> crawled over to them. Yeah, they all slowly crawled to me and I revived, revived them all and we all hopped behind there and you could like swing your sword from mm -hmm. behind the weird barrier. Every single level has a barrier you can stand behind or a pillar you can stand on top of for the entire game, even though it yep. completely breaks the game <laughs> because everyone who has melee can't hurt you when you're hiding from them like that, and their AI doesn't like jump up or attack you. Like they, the game completely can't cope with that happening. It's hmm. hilariously horribly designed on almost every conceivable level. It's amazing. And what was the purpose was of <laughs> having one goblin jump atop the other one's oh, shoulders? Oh, that was actually the one cool mechanic that I liked. If you hopped on top of goblin, your damage would be doubled, your loot uh. would be uh, shared, and your abilities would combine together, which is a really cool concept. But ultimately, like it's one, it's one thing. It all. Wouldn't uh, it be funny it if you guys could have kept still just doing get obliterated. that? You would like you're like yeah. oh we're, we're a human totem pile look at the powers we do oh we died immediately <laughs> great yeah. I do have a Did quick guys... question though can you guys do question. three or four no I? no no ah <laughs> what's your question yeah, my... bird were the goblin wieners jigglebone <laughs> no no there was what? just a little no, totally static yeah yep that's dumb what a stupid it was game. dumb. I was comparing <laughs> the, I was comparing the, the character the character models to the the baby from Nevermind. Yeah, so kinda. there, there's a couple of <laughs> there's a couple of notes about uh, Looter Kings. One, it's actually made by German YouTuber streamers, whatever. I think there's some uh -huh. like normal developers in there, but effectively they've been marketing it to their audience. Um, I don't know if they've been totally explicit with it, but the game actually has a very positive uh, user review uh, setup. In fact, 
there is, yeah, it's 85 positive to 12 negative. And I'm kind of surprised about this, but all the top reviews are from German YouTubers and streamers that were given access uh-huh. early and yeah. probably know mm. the developers. Probably all the friends and family, yep. I'm, yeah. I, I'm Do looking at the... Do not trust Steam um, reviews on small indie games. Well, Because uh, the thing yeah, about small it's... indie games is that no one knows they exist, so the only people that know about the game to review it are the people yep. that the developer tells, which are usually friends yep. and family and coworkers and acquaintances or people that are like, oh my god, I'm a small YouTuber and they gave me a key, so I'm going to give it a positive review because I feel like I was given attention. So it's a, yeah, it's, a it, it's a nightmare. Never trust reviews on Steam for tiny games or most games but, really, but still. Well, so so um, can I can I speak? Go. All right. Uh so I remember yeah, looking out on amazon.com and I was looking up a certain product and I noticed all the reviews for a particular item were the whole, you know, I was given a free sample. So, you know, this is my unbiased review kind of thing. And I go, mm-hmm. "Wait, every single review here was from a handout?" It would be like if everyone that reviewed a game or a movie or something had been... I mean, obviously, people for movies, they usually get a previewing of it, but... Oh, yeah, game reviews and movie reviews are actually both usually from, uh, like, like provided for screenings or provided for copies of games. That's actually generally Uh how that works. But they're usually unattached to the developer. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember that there was an artist I was following, and she had gotten some markers or something... And she goes, guys, I have a conundrum. I tried these markers and they are terrible. I, I don't <laughs> want to give a bad review, but I don't want to mislead people by saying it's good. Yeah, so I had the That's what problem with this one. Do it. They, Absolutely do they, it. Yeah. They had given us four keys and I felt kind of guilty because, you know, it was like kind of a super positive thing. It's like, hey, you want to play like our, our online multiplayer game that you can play with friends? And I'm like, that sounds like a blast. Yeah. Yep. And so we get to the end and I... I did this with the Necropolis, too. I get to the end, and I'm like, I have to write a review for this, because, like... <laughs> People have to know yeah. that this is, like, kind of not what anyone wanted. <laughs> and so, like, I, I think I'm, like, the third or the fourth review on this one. And a number of people kind of left comments, whatever. The developer responded, actually, oh. with, like, three paragraphs asking me to take down my review. Because... Oh. Yeah. Would you reconsider your bad review? It is early access. Yeah. And, like, the response to that one was more or less shutting the guy down, saying, like, it's bad right now. And, like... All the reviews the first... are early access. That's... That, that, yeah. You, you yep. can't only do positive reviews because it's early access. That's insane. Yeah. But just because your game is early access doesn't mean it's forgiven for everything. Yeah, the like, review's I labeled the early access. They put and an I early liked... access badge on the review. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Everyone knows. <laughs> Like, I liked Necropolis, but I still ripped it to shreds because, like, it wasn't worth it at the time. And I'm really hoping they do make it worth it. And if it I turns mean, out Looter Kings two, two years down the line is actually really fun, yeah, absolutely. But, um. I mean, you the did the nice thing. Go for it. Oh, oh, I'm just saying, I'm looking at his review, and he did the nice thing of, you know, talking about its good points and then the whole mm-hmm. but, you know. This is yeah. Yeah. So this is balanced. what's wrong with it. It wasn't just not like really. It was mostly negative, shreds. but still. Uh, well, I mean, it was balanced in that it was honest, not balanced yeah. in like you were coming up with arbitrary things to say that were positive in an overall negative experience. Also, it wasn't like you're just saying, "Oh, I dislike this, I dislike that." It was you mm-hmm. had pointed out mechanically what was slow or wrong with the game. 
that could be improved upon. Did you put suggestions? I didn't put suggestions. I just said, like, here are the reasons See, I why. Would always, I would always follow up my negative critique with suggestions. So my yeah, takeaway from this in general is just the fact that, like, it's your choice to release a game on early access. You are going mm. to leave people with a negative impression of your game, and that'll be their impression forever. Because people but don't always it'll... come back after it leaves early access. Like, all these open-world survival games can't be forgiven for all their flaws because they're in early access for yep. 17 years. Like, mm -hmm. Right, and that's I think you, that... You're selling it <laughs> to people yeah, to play. Negative reviews, I would say, would almost be beneficial in the fact that it will tell you what you can improve upon. Right. Yes and no. So the problem is this is on Steam. These people are trying to make a they're trying to make money and fund their game via Steam. So, so negative they just reviews want to be told they don't have to do anything people more. Away. And so the less negative reviews you have, the more likely a person is to look at an impulse buy it. Whereas like if you look at it and you're like, uh uh you know mixed reviews, eighty percent, seventy percent or whatever. I mean people yeah. people are only willing to buy so many games. And, yeah. like, people are way more likely to buy Moon Hunters than Looter Kings, probably, just because, you know, the reviews are great. Um, I mean, it is true that a couple more negative reviews... I mean, have you guys ever had a slightly lower grade in your classes and it brought your whole GP down, GPA down a couple points? And you're like, mm, but I was so close. If I had been one percentage point higher, I would have been this other thing. It reminds me of how... On Amazon, when I decide to look at items, I click four mm -hmm. stars and up. But there were a lot of items that actually were intriguing that may have been just a smidge below four stars, like mm -hmm. 3.8 or 3.9 that I could yeah. have considered. So right. I can understand why they would dislike it from that point, because one more bad review could mean them But that's just how reviews overlooked. work, ultimately. Yeah. Especially if you're putting your stuff on a platform that has public reviews. Anyone yeah. can review it for any reason to say anything. Like, yep. a lot of the positive reviews are going to be like, uh, fucking goblin penis, lol, upvote. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how real, that's real reviews on Steam. People do that every day. Like, having a thoughtful and, like, and, uh, like, like a, a, a fully developed list of things in your negative review that talk about all the issues and everything from someone who literally People played it the intended it. way in multiplayer and completed all the existing content, that's the most valuable information you could have as somebody on a storefront page. Like, that, like, Wander's review is, like, the best-case scenario for people looking at the store page wanting to know what mm -hmm. the hell this game is, is to have a balanced opinion about the thing that's coming out, that they're, that they're thinking about whether they want to pay money for it, $18 for an early access game that we beat in two hours... Because it doesn't mm -hmm. have content, and all that content is shit. People should know going in on the purchase on the page that the game is short, that there's not much to it, the grind's tedious, the content's uninspired, most of it makes no sense, it's generally developed poorly, and we all we all had more fun laughing at the game for being bad than for playing the game. Like that's yep. good information to have. Right now I'm just now imagining you know what the title of this gonna podcast. be like when you play with your three friends. <laughs> like that's it's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be Goblin Willing. Yep. That's just going to be the goblin title willy. of things. <laughs> it, it'll probably uh, call something because that's what people are most interested in right oh, now. Oh, yeah. No yeah. one gives a Actually, shit about Looter Kings. <laughs> I, yeah, I would like to make mention, seeing as I brought up Necropolis, they've actually been updating it uh, patch every two weeks, adding like new weapons and shit. And I'm like, 
Okay. Well, have they I allowed you to actually like take I, sockets I, I, out so that you can apply certain effects to your weapons? I, I'd like no, that. it's it's not even close to Aww. good yet. But it's just the <laughs> fact that they are updating it with regularity. That in and of itself is like really encouraging. Yep. Generally, because I'm watching. Uh, I'm reading the review for Looter Kings that was left on you, by the way, and I think it's hilarious that the first paragraph is literally just like. Do you want to read uh, it out loud? I was not doing it kind of out of respect, the, but I mean... the developer's response? Oh, I don't want to read it out loud, but okay, <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to read it out of respect, that's fine. I mean, no, no, no. We can read it out loud. I was, I was just... I don't know. Wait, right, so right. you're reading the developer's response to his response? Yeah. yeah, I just want to read the first paragraph because... Or just like the first sentence, because I find it very, very interesting, which is... So you played a neat game with perfectly working multiplayer and online capabilities like the level design and found it quite hard to play... Like, doesn't that set, like, a really weird tone to it me? Like, like, if I read that, oh, yeah. it sounds like they're getting very competitive. Perfectly. That's what da- it's, Perfectly. it's the sentence that Dark Souls fanboys use. It's like, it's the, it's the, it's like yeah. the long, eloquent version of get good. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> when, like, the, it wasn't, like, about the getting good. Like, the game's Wait. balance in gameplay generally just doesn't make sense and feels like mm-hmm. garbage. And we're, it's coming from a, oh, a great. lobby full of people who beat these hard games. <laughs> Like I, I beat Lords of the Fallen in every Dark Souls game in mm-hmm. Bloodborne, and I beat yeah Lords of the Fallen was I a hell of a lot better than Lord I beat Fury. <laughs> not, I I didn't beat Fury. Game's not too oh. hard. It's ah. just shit. <laughs> it's it's not good hard. It's just a nightmare of not making sense, and like giving the player no tools with which to fight things that crush them instantly. Like, I didn't, well, good yeah. thing they didn't leave a review or a response or anything like that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had all this material for our podcast. Too. <laughs> <laughs> then immediately uh, rip into them even further. Yeah, yeah. Good move on their part. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it's going to be one of those games that's totally forgotten because nobody's really going to latch onto it to this the extent. Let's just turn it into a Jim Sterling podcast for a bit. <laughs> or yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Where digital homicide strikes back, and then it's like, we're going to just shit on them more now. Haha, <laughs> you prompted this. <laughs> Speaking of uh, good bit. games, little bit. Uh, good games that actually have good reviews that I want to play with you guys, uh, I'd mentioned Hive Jump, but it oh, didn't yeah. have online multiplayer. Comes out on Wednesday, and I'm super stoked for that. Woohoo! Cool. Hive Jump. Oh, the multiplayer that's comes out? I like out? playing, too. The multiplayer yeah. is almost done. Oh. Yeah, that was really fast. Like I, I had, I was worried about it for a second because I was like, I really want to play this with the guys. Hey, it's what like about the Godzilla me? Multiplayer, except it I liked playing high jump with you. Guys is gender neutral. <laughs> oh no! What in? Oh no! What are you doing, Wander? No, 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 no. Uh, not, we don't I... want to get into this too much. I just want to play high <laughs> jump with four people. Two, pe- two people is good, but that's not enough bullets. That is not enough bullets. Mm-hmm. I love my ice beam. It's such a good game. Uh, that and, like, Moon Hunters. Like, there, there's there been a tra- tra- Oh, right. Uh, we haven't gone back to Moon Hunters in ages. Yeah, we probably should. There's been a trend of, like, a couple of these, like, online co-op games. There's a lot of merch really you can get from Moon Hunters. That are really solid, though, a bit shallow. So do you think Moon Hunters might have actually updated in a meaningful way? Uh, let me check. Oh, wait, nice there's a cosplay and art contest? I should have known about Uh-oh. it. Let's see. <laughs> Key bindings. Show what have you done? Art. No, Nothing, it looks like the, the it, it looks like destiny. the 
<laughs> it looks like the next major Moon Hunters patch will be in a couple of weeks. They've got a couple of them, but uh, for for the most part, they were focused on getting the PS4 version out and sure. online multiplayer uh, maxed out. Nah, I'm not going to be cosplaying again um, for a while because that every costume is at least 100 or $200 to oh, make, wow. plus all the yeah. hours. Cost so. 500 usually is like what most cosplays end up going, uh, end up running up towards, I think. You know, since this 500? Is a, that seems a little high, but... Mm. Uh, maybe for, I'm thinking, like, the professional ones. Oh, Like, people whoa. that, like, enter contests and try to, like, make, like, money off of it. Since I've this, won a couple contests, but all that they were, like, at our college cosplay things. Mm, hey, I but just, those were still a moderately <laughs> large convention. Poor Keith. Well, it's, it's just that thing where I, I can't tell if the conversation is going to continue or not, so I keep getting ready to prep the next thing, and I'm like, oh, it's still going. Shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I could do art contests, but cosplay contests, not for a while. But yeah, you can but go on with what you're saying. Since this is kind of the abduction episode, I wanted to bring up a couple of other puzzle games I've played recently, because they're uh-huh. related topics, really, because I, I have uh, Ooh, recently it's not played... Hand pan, I'm not interested. I recently dude, played... Dude, dude, out. I recently played to completion both uh, Quadrilateral Cowboy and the Turing Test. Uh-huh. Oh, they, yeah, I was both... interested in that, because I noticed it on the page, Wander has your YouTube channel yeah. thing up, yeah. and the Turing Test is what... Is it's the test that you perform on someone to tell if they're sentient or not, correct? To tell if they're an AI or yeah. not, basically. Uh, to tell yeah. the difference between an AI and a person. I uh, requested a press co- copy, but they haven't gotten back to me, and I'm sad. Yeah, I got, I got it really, like, immediately when I found it. it I got lucky, I guess, or maybe... I have the worst maybe luck when it comes... And they saw the witness. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have the worst <laughs> luck when it comes to requesting press copies. I'll request a press copy, so, and, like, you'll what? get one. I'll get no response, and I'm like, huh? Is it a puzzle game, or is it something else? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a puzzle game. I Portal saw so them, but we're, we're playing it regardless of whether or not, you know, Keith got right. there first. Yeah, uh, um... I mean, mm. it's not even out yet, technically. So yeah, it comes out get there on the technical day one. I'm technically early, but I've, historically, people look up stuff when it actually comes out. So it just means I'll have more videos out already. But if you're there on day one, yep. you're fine. But um, for these games, where these, I, I want to talk about Quadrilateral, Quadrilateral Cowboy a little bit first, just because that was sort of a smaller project to an extent. It was a. Uh, mm-hmm. It's from the guy that made Gravity Bone and Thirty Flights of Loving. So he, his previous games that caught people's attention, but only some people's attention really, are these games where you play as like cube people and do mm. these really short 30 minute like interactive movies. They're like It's like a mm. silent film in the, in the form of a video game, except instead um. of being like a walking simulator or something, it's more like you're actually, it's edited like a movie as if you're, you're jumping between locations and between scenarios and a series of abstract silent, silent scenes try to push together a narrative, almost like, like some sort of like Pulp Fiction editing is going on and a nonlinear storytelling. And mm. what's, what, I, what, I, what I got interesting is here he tried to take that similar storytelling concept, but he applied it to an actual video game. Because uh, Quadrilateral Cowboy is basically a hacking game. It's a game where you mm-hmm. every mission is always you're trying to get inside of a place and steal something and get back in some way or another. And so you're mm. going to ports and typing in actual command prompt type uh, entries to set up your commands for like... Uh, just opening a, ca- a door for three seconds because if it's open for more than three seconds, it'll set off an alarm. So you need to set mm. the door so that it'll go open for three seconds, but only when you blink twice because when you blink your eyes twice, that sends the code to do that. And then you have to be there just in time to get through it. And like you're syncing up all these actions and stuff like that. 
Well, wait, really, so how does blinking do something? You is actually it, get it, you get an eye, you get an eye reader that will actually and you can type in commands that of like what will happen when you blink twice in a row or three times in a row and stuff like that huh. and sync up commands uh-huh. to your blinking. And you get like That's well, awesome. It's got it's it's such a cool game to talk about. When you're talking about it, it's great. But when then you play it and you're like, "Oh, oh, that's kind yeah. of a bummer." Cuz what the way that the huh. campaign structure is that it has a bunch of these individual heists basically and during each heist you do like a little three-step mission really quick like you, you go uh-huh. you go in three times to steal three different things real quick on each map basically and mm. each map is giving you a new gadget and the new gadget's usually interesting and adds new flavor or a new dimension to it the problem is it has that problem that i told you about glitch space before where mm. it keeps throwing new stuff at you and then forgetting about it basically because oh, in, li- no. in literally the next uh-huh. world you'll still have All your tool, things are gone. but it won't be useful. They, they never do <laughs> like, anything. Like, it's on mm. your wheel. It's like, if it's on your mouse wheel of I- items, like you're playing Counter-Strike, but, mm. like, like you'll, like, yeah. the, like, you'll use a level, you'll have a thing that's, like, the, something that launches you across the map, like a fan, and t- goes, you, takes you to a different place, and you can use that to c- cover gaps, and then immediately, the next map will not mm-hmm. have any use for that, and stuff like that. And then halfway oh. through the game, it even throws away all your mechanics, introduces entirely new ones from scratch, and becomes a different game. And then the, the mm-hmm. very, very, very last mission kind of tries to mix together a few of the different mechanics in a somewhat elegant way. But all it really does is set up what ultimately, set, unfortunately, it, it only really ma- manages to set up like the template of like what the game could have been if it had more levels. Because mm-hmm. it basically has one level that uses all the ideas. But it's not like Portal, where like the one level is technically half the duration of the game, like where like because like the, the, the Portal's like half tutorial, half the level that is the end that combines mm-hmm. all the ideas in a cool way. Instead, Quadrilateral mm-hmm. Cowboys like ah, there's like a twenty minute mission at the end that uses all the stuff, but then it just ends in sub mm. credits. And like I think it has Steam Workshop support, but like it's really unfortunate that a really creative and interesting idea just kind of doesn't have a, the, the campaign to finish its ideas off. And if it was mm-hmm. famous, it would have a ton of mod support because they'd make a bunch of custom levels with these mechanics, but I don't know if anyone cares about any nope. game made by Blendo Games, really. Like, uh, what was the game? Uh, I played a game a while back called Halfway. They spent so much time making wor- workshop support for it. I think the last time I checked, there was like two levels that actually weren't worth anything. Oh god, it's even worse. Yeah, there's like five now, nah. mm. which is a shame because like halfway is really good. Reminded me a lot of like XCOM in a really good mm-hmm. way. Um, but yeah, they spent all this time making this workshop, and there are four. And one is a Spanish transit translation, and the next increases a backpack size, which I don't remember what that does. But like they have this level editor, doesn't mean a thing. It's such a shame, <laughs> but it. I mean like. Workshop support can be really good for a game, but only if the game actually had like a, a following. Otherwise, just, yeah, yeah. yeah otherwise, like, just make an expansion. There's yep. room for what, like six ultra successful workshop games a year, basically. Yeah, uh, like you can't like who's going to make that stuff? You have to have the people. <laughs> it's yeah. unfortunate, yeah. but like it's not a mm-hmm. crutch you can lean on when you're Blendo Games, which is a company mm-hmm. that none of you have probably heard of until today. I like, have actually, Adam. Adam Zombie Smasher is one of my favorite. Right. <laughs> uh, original Humble Bundle games <laughs> that I picked up. But on the better side of things, there's the game. Turing Test, which is this game where uh, you're out on uh, Europa, the moon of uh, Jupiter, and you're mm-hmm. on some kind of mission, 
and you're separated from your crew or something, you go down to Europa from the space station or orbiting satellite or whatever, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going there to find the rest of your crew and everything. And it has a really cool story that I won't really talk about at all, but it has some of the coolest narrative tricks I've seen in a game for a while. And I don't even, I don't mm-hmm. even mean specifically twists, but actually like storytelling mechanics in a video game to convey mm-hmm. concepts as they're coming out. Like it was really mm-hmm. compelling. And the puzzle solving itself is all good. It's it's like a middle ground of good bad in a certain way. Where like uh, it has mm-hmm. seventy levels. Uh, it technically has bonus levels too. So I could seventy seven levels tech basically ultimately. Mm-hmm. And they're laid out really well and they're paced pretty well. And like the mechanics are sound and they keep introducing new mechanics at a good pace. And those new mechanics are iterated on in multiple ways. My main gripe with the game is that. It never really stumps you, really. Like, I beat the entire game in one sitting, and yeah. for 70 te- test chambers and so many mechanics, and oftentimes you actually, like, some clever and inventive ways of using those mechanics in a bunch of different iterations and stuff, and that was all cool. But uh, it never, like, I never really felt like I had to think that hard to figure, figure things out. Like, I played the Talos Principle, and like, I don't know if anyone else has played that yet here, but... Mm-hmm. Talos Principle has all has this really long like twenty hour campaign practically, and it introduces like a series of like five different devices that could be used for different mechanics throughout the game. And when you get those five devices, even while you're still getting them, it's the game's already stumping you with the existing mechanics from time to time because you they have to really mm-hmm. think of new ways to apply these mechanics. But when I played the Turing test, I kind of just breezed through the entire game. And what was really confusing so to me were is those, were those screenshots you sent me of the Turing test? Uh, the ones with like, the logic symbols in it. Oh yeah, that was the Turing test. That was a really, yeah. that was my least favorite part of the entire game. Uh, yeah, if you knew logic, like it was like really straightforward. So so that's but not the if so you that, don't, then there you go. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 there was a little weird outside thing. Uh, that thing I showed mm-hmm. you was not the Turing test's body of game. The body uh-huh. of the game is a bunch of like. A lot of it involves energy sources that you take in and out of objects, and some of the energy sources okay. have timers where they repeat or wear out, or they are constant, uh-huh. and they mix and match them in different ways to make certain things work and not work in conjunction with each other, and there'll be, like, pressure uh-huh. plates maybe that will shift the timing or, or like, toggle switches in electrical circuits to, mit- to to turn certain things on and off at patterns and things like that, and you can set up semi-automated things sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, but it has a series of challenge rooms throughout the game, which... They're, they they look like secrets slightly, but they're not, because basically halfway through mm-hmm. every chapter, there's just a side path you can go in that has a challenge room in it, and it's not a secret at all, because mm-hmm. it's always right there, like as a side path, in plain, plain sight. Mm-hmm. It's just not listed as one. It just doesn't count towards the 70 levels that the main game shows. And one of those specific challenge rooms did have this weird thing where it required massively out-of-context uh, information that was not building upon mechanics of the game at all. And that was I hate I kind of hated that room because of the fact that it was like oh there was, now, was that the one Europa? with the weird symbols it was using that you were asking math, about? it was using like weird logic symbols and not properly That's contextualizing bad. them yeah and mm, also yeah, some of the like symbols throwing... seemed kind of wrong because when I got to some of the last ones I would look up the math symbol and I'm like okay I've I've I've, I've confirmed I finally solved this this puzzle on accident and I've been yeah. able to reverse engineer what the answer meant. To figure out what the symbol was, and means I was able to figure out what exclusive or like I was well the last one that really stumped me. I was able to figure out what the symbol eventually meant by looking up online. Like I was able to figure out what it was supposed to mean, but even when I found out what Uh it was supposed to mean, the symbols I could find online, none of them actually properly matched the symbol that was in front of me. So it was was pretty nightmarish. Uh 
but the, that never happens anywhere else in the game. It's one room of like, why'd you do this? But overall, the uh, all the main campaign's fun, and it's it's like a nice little ride. It's just I'm just slightly bummed out that like it never it never mm-hmm. did that part where a puzzle, like a puzzle game really challenges you. It just was a fun ride of iterating, and you had to be engaged enough to keep thinking mm-hmm. and keep paying attention to the like, whoa, what's this room doing? Yay, this is the new thing. Cool. Uh-huh. But I would pick up on everything immediately. <laughs> And just solve it. And like, like sometimes I would get the room in 30 seconds of going into it. And I'm like, huh. I feel like I didn't stop walking at any point. <laughs> like, I just walked through the puzzle. That's actually, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, and there's a... It also had a weird problem in the later levels, where the later levels got weirdly complicated because of a mechanic they added that was tied to the story, so I won't talk about that at all. But the new mm. mechanic led to a situation where the game was more likely to get you stuck. And so... Uh-huh. It led to these nightmarishly complicated rooms where once I I would I'd be overwhelmed by how many features were around me in the room, so I'd get I'd be confused at first, but then I would just instead instead of looking at the features, I would just look at where the exit was and then reverse engineer from there the steps that would be need to take to get to the exit. And when I got to the exit, I then realized that half the level didn't matter, and I'd realize that all those parts of the level that didn't matter were just there to have mechanics that would get you unstuck in various ways if you got stuck. And so like the level the level design suffered from this over this over like uh, population of elements just for the sake of trying to have, have like fail safes when in, it could have it could have just sort of reminded you that there was a restart level button <laughs> if you actually got stuck, which is what I did use if I ever uh-huh. if I ever got mi- mildly stuck as in like I got jammed somewhere and couldn't get out the, without using a weird device, I would just hit the restart button and start the level over and because that would that was like a hundred times faster than trying to do their weird workarounds that they like overpopulated uh-huh. level overpopulated levels with, but great sound uh cool voice acting for the most important characters great writing surprising amounts of like environmental storytelling and a bunch of other non-traditional mm-hmm. storytelling mechanics to get story across great developments great like mm-hmm. pacing of the story along the way cool setting and everything about it all the way down to like even the ending was like wow all about this all the things in this game was really cool i'm happy this game happened i just wish that the had more of a complete difficulty curve cuz yeah, Portal 2, Talos Principle, and The Witness all had a better thing where they had the easy stuff and the mm-hmm. mechanics, and then eventually, like, the big thing that makes you feel like you really nailed it and pulled something off That's by figuring it out. That's the hardest part of designing puzzle games, though, is making these, like, increasing linear difficulty stuff. Like, that is really a tough skill for designers to get good at. Yeah, I, so I can't when you find games that are good at it. it. <laughs> when you find games that are great at it, like, those are rare gems, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So like uh, Turing, the uh, the Turing test is just close enough mm-hmm. to that kind of game to recommend, basically, and especially if you love the uh, if you mm-hmm. love playing a game like Talos Principle, which has a lot of like uh, philosoph like philosophical debate going on in its narrative. That's also uh-huh. a great reason to play a Turing test, because <laughs> without mm-hmm. going into any details, yes, based on the title, you can tell it has to do with AIs and it has to do with consciousness mm-hmm. and. A lot of art conversations and arguments about that, and that, and the first thing you wake up to is an AI character that's a weird, like, like a Wally robot that's taller Aww. or something. Like, it's like that's a that's one of the main characters of the game. So, like, it 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 does have if you love that sci-fi arguments about AI or what trying to figure out whether or not data counts as a person and stuff like that, and also uh-huh. larger philosophy arguments that are brought up by Talos Principle. Like, Turing Test is a game to play. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read a lot of Isaac Asimov, so that'd be mm-hmm. interesting. 
Yeah, I'm gonna play it regardless. Oh yeah, everything. yeah. Same. Like, I'm definitely gonna play it on the thirtieth. So, I've been saying this the entire po- podcast, but also Pan Pan. Pan also, Pan, also Pan, Pan, Pan sounds really <laughs> stupid. Like the name for Pan Pan is dumb as hell. Did you really finish the whole game like in an hour? Did. Yep, an hour. Weird. It's re- it's real short. Uh, I mean, about I guess 1.3 hours. Then. <laughs> um, but, so the game kind of has like a visual style that kind of reminded me of Hyperlight Drifter. You know, the isometric, high uh-huh. saturation, and even kind of like uh, the like sound effects in the music, which was really off putting in a way. Uh-huh. Um, but the entire game takes place in like one area, kind of. It's like you crash land and you've got like a desert area, a foresty area a water area, like an indoor area, but like they're all really small and usually just have so like one or two theme. puzzles. Um, but, you know, a lot of them are kind of fairly challenging. It's actually one of the first isometric puzzle games I've run into where like you, you'll just like set your, your camera rotation to one side and they get totally stumped by a puzzle for like 10 minutes because you can't figure out what the hell's going on until you just like rotate and you're like, oh, God damn it. I'm really dumb here. Oh, uh, I had like that twenty percent of your playthrough duration. <laughs> it was. I spent a lot of time on one puzzle, being like, uh, it, it was like, it gave you. It, it had kind of the perfect uh, witness style. Like, here's kind of what you're supposed to do. Now do it. Uh, where it's like go in front of this thing, behind this thing, whatever. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't realize that it was also telling me on the backside too. So I was solving the puzzle for only one side and just could not figure out what was going wrong. And I eventually probably could have figured it out just by, like, brute-forcing it, but um, mostly the reason why I suggested is just it's quite possibly one of the prettiest games I've played all year, and, um, and like, it was a pretty is solid puzzle game, too. No, uh, oh. so I told you this yesterday when we were talking, but um, uh-huh. you, you start, and the game just has, like, this kind of, like, hot air balloon spaceship going along, and you don't know what to do until you click on it, at which point it makes, like, a horrible noise, and you realize, oh, I have to crash the ship manually. So you click on it a bunch, and the thing just flies out of the sky. I know. Yeah. I was... I, I had a good time with that. But um, then you have to go through and, like, grab all of your parts and, like, fix your ship back up. Um, Grow up. Yeah, kind of. But uh, that's also a very good game. But, oh, yeah. uh, uh, so, like, halfway through, you get a... so perfectly on Grow Home that Grow Home no longer has a reason to exist. Sort of. Uh, do we want to talk about that? Have you played Grow Up? No, it's... We've been going for almost two hours now. We have? No, we eh, haven't. We're we? getting close. We're, we're getting there. We've got, yeah, we've yeah. got, uh, an hour and 40. Okay, I, I want to comment on that thing as it was brought up. Grow okay. Up does a ton of things right that Grow Home didn't. It's much faster. It's a much easier to get into experience. But I found it disjointed. It felt more like going from challenge to challenge to challenge to challenge. Mm-hmm. And, like, you never really perseverated in one area long enough to, like, get used God. to it. Uh, whereas I Grow think Home, Grow Home was almost a mistake. Like, uh, they didn't anticipate it being nearly as successful it was an as Gene, too. <laughs> they, just, they just made it for funsies. That guy as just threw it out there and ended up being yeah. an enormous, smashing it, success. It came out at about the same time as uh, Child of Light, which they were banking on. Mm. And I think Child of Light still bit, did better, but, like, it uh-huh. still had kind of mixed reviews. Whereas Grow Home, like, everybody was bananas for it. Yep. Um but for I mean, Grow no Home, you're cons- grow, uh, No one talks about Child of Light anymore today, and they still talk about Grow yep. Home for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, for Grow Home, you're you're growing this plant all the way up into space to get back to your spaceship. And 
you're constantly like working with the tools provided and like you know the mechanics and whatnot to grow the plant into new rocks to power the plant so it grows further every single time. All the uh -huh. while you're trying to collect like you know a couple of collectibles to upgrade your jetpack so you can keep flying more. And there's also a couple of plants that you can use. So like eventually you get a flower that get, works as a parachute, and then later a leaf that works as a hang glider. In Grow Up, uh, it's a spherical planet. And I guess in Grow Home it was too, but like there wasn't anything else. It was just like ocean that you drown in. Um, <laughs> you drown in. Whereas like grow, grow Up, it's a spherical planet with like five of these plants. And you grow them for like a handful of islands. But you also <laughs> get like, um, you have a permanent parachute almost right from the get go. And your yep. jetpack recharges while you're in parachute mode so you can actually fly right from the get-go like you can go straight up if you wanted to yep as and eventually long as you get a hang glider right. that will just glide and you can mostly even yourself out so you won't really lose yeah. altitude and every time it well, recharges it has a booster that lets you shoot higher exactly so you can you can actually just like glide for a bit wait for it to recharge and then keep going up and eventually yep. you get uh, an aviator skin so you go real fast and eventually infinite jetpack and stuff but the problem with this is you d there's no more challenge. It's uh, just kind of a nice little world to explore, and the like limitations that may grow up, uh, grow home, like kind of interesting and challenging are gone. So instead, it's like a, a much more fun world to experience, uh, but you're not forced to be there long enough to develop the attachment to it. For uh, me, the if thing that was makes that sense. Grow up. I mean, grow home. Uh... For me, the cha any elements of challenge mostly amounted to not being like, oh, this makes the game more interesting, but more of this game ma makes the game more tedious. Like one yeah. of the worst, th one of the worst things about Grow Up, uh, Grow Home. I can't, I can't, we need numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of the hardest ah. things about Grow Home was having moments of like, oh, I fell off the ledge, and like I yes. saved myself with the parachute, but like I have to. All right, I'll teleport it back up to the highest teleport spot I've found so far, and then I, I guess I'll just start manually climbing this guy again. Mm -hmm. and you have to do the really yeah. awkward, like, hold left trigger to hold left hand, hold right trigger to hold right hand. You, like, alternate triggers mm -hmm. to climb up a wall over and over again. And mm -hmm. there were some long, tedious climbs near the end of Grow uh, Home, if you ever fell, because... Oh, yeah, I know. It was just I like, know exactly oh, yeah. what you're talking about. So Because, like, I just... jetpack wouldn't really like make you go up that much in that game, and the only parachute or the thing that would glide at all, really, was, like, the flower that would... Uh, all the petals would fall off, and then you literally had to go gather a new one from scratch every time. Yeah, and so I hated you, that. There was long stretches of just like I gotta climb, and it's not that great of a time. So and there's not really I, mechanics or features or things to do I, besides that. I just, I just realized why uh, I'm kind of having this differing opinion from you. You didn't 100 percent the game. I did. So I was like the entire time grabbing every collectible I could and like kind of ignoring progression, whereas you. As far as I can tell, have mostly mostly focused on getting to the end. I'm um, talking about uh, grow home, grow up, grow. Like I, I'm, I'm looking at your final episode. Grow up, uh, right now. Yeah, like you didn't, you didn't get the final skins. How many skins did you get? Are we talking about? We're talking about the new game, right? Yes. I'm not yes, done. I'm not done with that game. I was, oh, oh, you're not. Okay. No. Don't make assumptions. Oh, I, yeah, I I'm see not done with that game at all. <laughs> Stop. I yeah. see two days ago, uh, episode seven to the moon, which is the same title as mine. So I just assumed. No, I mean, no, he's probably I, I, done just, with it. I just got the glider. Okay. I was like, let's just go to the moon, and then I went to the moon, and then I, oh, and I went. Okay. To, I did a challenge. I up thought there he was doing it. I just, did bad. From... I just did a challenge up there in space, and then came back down because you can okay. go anywhere you want in that game, kind of. But yeah, like you, uh, yeah, the game has like forty 
uh, challenges you can do, and you can collect 150 collectibles and so on and so yep. forth. Uh, I, I have to say, uh, I think part of the other problem is, like, I got a lot of power-ups that kind of never meant anything. Like, the ball mode mm -hmm. is the least useful thing in ever. No, the, pa the ball mode is speed. Like, when does that ever matter? Well, anytime you're traversing on land, like you just shoot across that continent instantly in ball mode. Like, that's, uh, I just Sonic the I just switched spin, to my spin dash. I just switched to my glider and fly because yeah, well, I find the ball mode the is finicky and awkward. Well, you get the glider significantly later is the thing. Because I, yeah, I, 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 if I remember correctly, don't you get the glider by getting collectibles? No, you get the glider. Uh, you get the boost on the glider by getting collectibles. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> I actually got the ball really late, so I got the ball, and then the next episode I got the glider. And oh, then the next episode yeah, after I, that, I, I got Boost Glider. Yeah, see, I, I'm really anal about getting every crystal I can possibly get my grubby little mitts on. So um, yeah, I I had like 100 crystals by where you are right now. And so I had like crazy jetpack, super boost. And so for I'm me, just flying for, around and I'm like, I can turn into a ball, I guess. For me, the main thing about Grow Up is that this new version has so many new mobility options. And... Mm -hmm. It has so many ways to get around and so many little challenges and, and like the whole map is so populated with different biomes and different little events to do and so many different inter interactions. And it never becomes tedious because it's not a giant single stalk that goes up forever that you have to True. climb up with your bare hands. That it's always <laughs> kind of fun to play just all the time, just running around, yeah. just hanging out. No, Because this series will never be like, oh, what a cool challenge series. It'll always be like a whimsy project. Oh, it's, so it's absolutely this one's a, better at a whimsy game. than the first one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess Stockholm Syndrome is why Grow Home was good uh, in comparison to Grow Up. <laughs> like, Grow Home was even, like, a... Even the final triumph of the game was, like, kind of a pain in the ass because you get to the very top of the stock and, like, get the star onto the ship and you're like, okay, grab it with both hands and we're going to try to... Yeah, that was, you're, you're that dealing was with the real awkward. Thing ...where he tries to drag stuff and it's not really moving and, like, how do I make this work? And I get I, it on the ship took, and, like... I think that took, like, seven tries on my end. That was yeah. rough business. Like, that was so finicky that when they said there was, like, ten more down there or something, I'm like, nope. <laughs> when they introduced <laughs> the epilogue, it was like, they're everywhere on the planet, go get more! I'm like, no. But, like, every time <laughs> I see a new thing to do on Grow Up, I'm like, yeah, let's go do that thing now. Because it's, like, it's just kind of a fun game to play. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah like playing a uh, banjo kazooie or something i i was definitely uh comparing it very heavily to banjo kazooie yeah and favorably i just the only I wish... the only real complaint i have about both games is just i don't like the character's walk it's awkward moving it... with him is painful even like have you ever like had it where you're like um in free fall you pull out your glider and you try and like uh pull out of a nosedive with a boost and your character instead just goes firing very, very quickly into the ground. Because I have that happen way more than I'd like. A little just off trying to topic. Walk up, just trying to walk up slopes and stuff, and your legs just go full physics mode, and they feel like you're... <laughs> it feels like you're holding oh, yeah. up... It feels like a hand puppet, where you operate the mouth and the arms, and the legs just dangle. Oh, yeah, that's it totally looks character. like it. But that's the drunken character. robot stumble is... I mean, it's charming, but it's also, like, kind of painful. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a little off topic, but at... Uh, at Boston Comic-Con, I saw a couple that was dressed up as Banjo and Kazooie. That's so cool. They're, so they're, like, you know, sort of, like, human versions of them. Kazooie, uh -huh. I couldn't tell that she was Kazooie at first because it looked like she was just wearing, you know, was, a red skirt and top. I was really top, hoping there would be this, like, small woman carrying around this, like, uh, big man. You know, you know, <laughs> hair that looks like flames and stuff. 
well, sort of, except she had feathers on her too. So I'm like, oh, is this like a Moltres cosplay or something? And then I realized that she had a belt with the different egg grenades and uh, various types of eggs on them. I'm like, oh! And then the guy comes around the corner and he's wearing, you know, the yellow banjo pants, the blue backpack, and... Uh, sort of a bear getup, but not quite because it was really mm-hmm. just some face paint and uh, ears and whatnot. But it was funny. Such a cute, such a cute couple. <laughs> well, she's I guess turned we into have, an old we lady. We've run out of brain juice at this point. Yes, we have. I definitely my, have. <laughs> my, I feel my pulled pork is done. happening this time, but there was no time to ever. Weave them yeah, at any point. Well, we yeah. haven't we haven't fully podcast in like three four weeks. So yeah. go we freaking figure. Done, we have done an episode mm-hmm. in two weeks, and Bert hasn't been on in a month. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was three slash two yeah. slash. I'll try to scroll through chat for a while. Save some of these for later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people are asking about yeah, VR right. and the future of gaming and the nature. The and dri- we didn't listen. The at puzzle all. game genre. I was reading all of them, but I'm like, I can't, I can't, fix, <laughs> I can't slide this in anywhere. We're kind of. This is mm-hmm. this, ha- this is happening. But well, I can, we had I can, stuff to we talk too, about. Yeah. We were too focused and too on topic. If you're re- yes. if you're watching these videos on YouTube and stuff like that, especially or like off. the the yeah. permanent video that's uploaded and everything, like if you leave comments, we can we can look at yep. those questions and like we can try to organize pre podcast with existing questions to hopefully bring in. I think that's probably yeah. the more that'll probably work better than that's trying to right. respond to live ones because I don't know how well we can work those in. Mm-hmm. But we'll try to make this we work. We can try. <laughs> We just want to talk about stuff. That's what this is. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching, like always, guys. See you next time. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Bye.